Welcome to Conversations With. I'm your host, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening today. Wherever you are, listen, make sure to press that follow button so you never miss a future episode. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and on Facebook at Conversations With. Dot Jamie for behind the scenes pictures, clips and exclusive content. And welcome to the greatest movie ever. I am joined today with Aaron, Jared and Kieran and we are discussing our top 10 movies before 1959. How it works, we'll take it in turns going over our top 10 films. Depending on where a film ranks on that list, it will get a point. First place gets 10 points, second place gets 9 points, third place gets 8 points and so on. The high score in five movies and then move on to the playoffs and we'll decide which movie is the greatest movie before 1959. That movie would then move on to the grand final and fight for the right to be named the greatest movie ever. So let's get into it and let's find out which movie is the greatest movie before 1959. I'm going to say, let's put this bit on now. Does Kieran have more Akira Kurosawa films than I have Alfred Hitchcock films? Does honourable mentions count? Yeah, because I've got one in there too. <laughs> I've got, I've got one. Here's one. I will count at the end. We'll see. More Who's Kurosaka more? films. Kurosaka. Have... Kurosaka. <laughs> he did it again. The PSG player. Akira Sanchez. One, two. Three, four, five, six, Has he got seven. more films by him than I have animated films? Well, literally, we've no. got... Uh, right, okay, so we're going to figure out who's got the most. Jamie, Alfred Hitchcock. Kieran, Akira Kurosawa. Jared, animated. Aaron, films he doesn't actually like. Aaron, films, <laughs> that, he hasn't, films that Aaron hasn't actually watched. Or <laughs> films that Aaron... No, <laughs> no, heard, you can't put a film in you've never watched. <laughs> So, oh yeah, I forgot my bloody PlayStation's frozen because Jamie made me download FIFA. <laughs> uh, what we're doing now? I've got nine. <laughs> wow. uh, oh, you, you I see the two. tables have turned now. I, I had two that like I took out today though because I thought, um, um, and it's like the one I took out was like 1967 or something. So it wasn't even close. <laughs> 1967. <laughs> you just watch a film and go, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. No, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's one, one of my favourite films. Like all films. It's fine. We all just theme, like but... do that thing where, like, well, it's black and white. It must be before 62. <laughs> but it's weird because there's like obviously Psycho 1960s in black and white, but then like North by Northwest is in colour, which was a yeah. year before. It's I like, bet that's like just it. because of the but cost. I hate Psycho yeah. in colour. Yeah. Have you watched Psycho in colour? No. It's fucking all. It, it just takes away from Isn't that the 1998 remake? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, it's like, there's like a coloured edition. And it just, it sounds like it's just full of black. <laughs> Isn't it gone with the window colour <laughs> The coloured edition. <laughs> Thanks for this. Edits so, uh, off the bat. So I remember last week when I said... <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Birth of a Nation is in my list. <laughs> Please. And Song of the South. Is that the film that Aaron was talking about? Like, Song of the South, that, that one with Zippity Doodah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron's literally just going to throw that in there now. I was like, yeah, why not? Honestly, I was. I might just whack in a. Can I put in a 60s film? <laughs> no. <laughs> just put oh, Snow White and get it over and done right? with. Mate, I've already got Snow White. 
<laughs> no, not really. Well, you've got, you've got really. if you want to go for your Disney anime, you've got the box anyway. Yeah, I know. I've seen all the Disney ones. Well, I can't just have, like, number 10 in a Disney film, number 9 in a Disney film, number 8. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, That's, That's Jared. That's Jared's list. <laughs> oh, you know what? I ran out of films that I haven't seen that are child's films. <laughs> I've seen the Dam Busters. <clears throat> Because this usually like every film, I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. I've literally seen a scene of it, and I cannot put that in. I actually I put effort in this week. It. I've watched six or seven films this week. I, I've watched pretty much everyone on this list, other than one. I've watched like five. Other than one, <laughs> you put a film. No, I mean, like, I've watched one of these like, all this week. Oh, oh I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to be like, well, Citizen's Kane's balls would be good, so I just threw it in there. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched Citizen Kane, the first five minutes of it, and I fell asleep. I watched uh, Bridge uh, on the River Choir today, and I yeah, watched so 20 through. minutes, and I was like, nah, can't do it. It, look, it looks like a good film, though. Is it any good? If what the first 20 minutes were, anyway. But that's you should have watched the film I told you to watch, Aaron. It probably would have made your list. I know, yeah, this is criminal, this, like, me even being on this podcast at this point, because I'm just like, I can't you even have... name ten films that I've seen. <laughs> Aaron, how can you have, like, how? You must, there must be one, like, okay, so, you're, like, ten to eight, do you, like, actually not like them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't you like them. Ten. You just put in films that you think look good and just bullshit about them. Are we all recording? How many times have I seen like these Disney animated films when I was like four? Like, right. Are you filming I'll, like Make I'll, My Music and stuff? I'll do one now, right. <laughs> I'm going to make a challenge. It's like, like a game within the podcast, right? I'm going to put a random film in my list, in, in not in like ten, I'm just going to put it in a random like point. I've never seen it. Don't know. And we have to guess which one it is. I'm just going to talk about it. Just out of my ass. <laughs> all right, that's cool. <laughs> and and we, 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 literally, all we got to do is shout out and go bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it's like Among Us, but <laughs> right. It'll be, his, film, uh, it'll be his. It'll be his first like one that's like. What's <laughs> not a Disney film? <laughs> <laughs> no Disney film. And um, it's um, Seven Samurai. Yes, I really liked it when oh, it was. You know what? I went to buy I loved it when samurai. there was seven. <laughs> um, really uh, seven Why did we do it? Seven is Seven Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> I really because, wanted to watch Seven um, Samurai. Why didn't you? Because I went to it. buy it and then I, for- I completely just forgot. And then realised you didn't want to. go on my lunch. And then, like, it was too late when I finished work. (laughs) So, my number 12 is 12 Angry Men. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just number 12, Angry Men. Like, it's just called Angry (laughs) Men. (laughs) But we will make a start. I think Jared starts this week. I've got one. (laughs) Where does it go? Where does it go like? Uh, So, it's still alphabetised, Kieran. Jesus, you don't know how the alphabet works. You know, it's know your Jared, name. Kieran, Aaron, Jamie, Jared. I just like. I let just me, like let me Google this film before. I'll tell you what. If, if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> if you if you listen to the podcast, Kieran, about one every second episode, you're like, what's the order? <laughs> just because I like, I don't like it to work my brain. I've got to get it set up for these films. <laughs> 
Alright, alright. Uh, Jared will begin with his first Disney movie. Okay. <laughs> That's not very nice. At number 10 is Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the bit where Dumbo flies. <laughs> 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 I love how he has a trunk and he uses it as a hand as well. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, come Oh my god. No, it's actually like a good film. Like um if it's if it's a remake, I guess it actually deserves praise maybe i don't know i haven't seen it since i was about five <laughs> you go back to the point? aristocats no that's a film don't you get high at one point dumbo yeah he does get high um there's a tra- it's like a weird train like th- this is not weird about like early like, isn't this the one with the, uh, the purple elephants purple elephants on parade isn't it yeah i think it is Pink yeah, elephants but, uh, on parade, it's sorry. just mental like generally like what were they smoking when they make some of these what was like that like pinocchio as well it's completely like a weird trip as well it's like pinocchio's like a child snatcher like it's like a pedophile it's proper weird they're all based on like weird like um kids fairy tales though aren't they like the actual stories yeah. to like half of the disney films are like messed up well, the original Dumbo's a good film, but God, that remake's fucking so, awful. Before we move on to Kieran, do you have any honourable mentions, Jared? Before we move on, um, Pinocchio, no. maybe. <laughs> I've, I've watched that one. No, but I just want to like put a disclaimer before I start. Like, there's a lot of films that I probably considered like some of the best films ever, and I haven't seen them. So you know, we're talking like, is it nine and a half? Um, Nine, what's nine that one? Nine and a half, yeah. I really want to see eight and a half. Like eight and a half. Something. Yeah, I think I don't know what. It's yeah, called. eight and a half, the Italian film. Yeah, the eight yeah. and a half. Um, Citizen Kane, I've not seen. There's a lot of films that, like, Gone on the, the waterfront, I think. Casablanca. I think on the waterfront probably would have made my list if I'd have seen it, but I just had a busy week of not watching films. So, number 10, Dumbo. Nine, Karen. So, my own revenge. Nine, Karen. Sorry, four. 10, Karen. <laughs> on the mentions I got Metropolis it was actually going to make into my top 10 but I just I don't German know what is that <laughs> that was going to put M um, and another German film uh, Throne of Blood is on my own mention the first Akira Kurosawa film <laughs> and then the third man like I was that was, that was a good one. That was close on my third list. Third man was a good one. Definitely I just, underrated. I can't Carson remember Wilson. it. Yeah. But number 10, Jamie mentioned it, but it is uh, Casablanca. Casablanca. I watched it for the it's first still, time yesterday. I think it really holds up. It's such a quotable film as well. Like, it You're looking like, at you, kid. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I love the suave of the main character and the camera work in it is really cool as well. One thing I think that is it I the missed. one set in uh, Algeria? In Casablanca. It's <laughs> <laughs> in Casablanca. Yeah, this, Casablanca yes, is in Algeria. It's in Morocco, but yeah. Morocco. Oh, sorry, yeah. Is it the one <laughs> set in Algeria? Algeria and Morocco are pretty close to each other. <laughs> no, I, I thought he was going to say something like, I don't know, like Cairo or something. <laughs> At least you were in the right area. Yeah. But no, like Casablanca, I really like it, and I, I think it, um, I really like the story of it. Usually, I don't like romance, 
Um, but when it's it's weird, romance is weird with me. It's either like really bad and shit, or it's just really well documented and really well told. Casablanca is just that film. And one thing I really miss about old films, I think I said it in my 60s one, but I really miss, oh yeah, I did, is like blocking and stuff like that, like the art of blocking. And I think Casablanca does that so well, especially with some of the scenes, like when they're in his office and explaining the relationship, showing it through visual storytelling. It's a really fucking awesome movie. And I really like it. I've never seen it, but like, I always go back to Simpsons, but they just... The Mickey takes out they really well, and you're like, oh, that's Casablanca, and I've never seen Casablanca, but I know that's Casablanca. I didn't get the hype. I thought it was okay. I didn't really? Think it was special as what everyone made it out to be one of the greatest films ever. I mean, it wasn't bad. I, I was like, oh, it's good, but I was like, it didn't make my top ten. It was if, wasn't an honorable mention for me either. If we're going by the rule of like saying like if it's in your top ten, then technically it's like one of the best films ever in your opinion. Yeah. Then I would, uh, I would, gra- I would gladly give Casablanca that title, but I wouldn't I mean, like, say it. Like I said, it was one of those films. Like when you're talking about 1959 to early, it was like I need to watch this film. Yeah, and it's probably might make the list because it's regarded as one of the best films ever. So I was like, well, I need to watch it. It was one of the films that I was like, I need to watch it. Yeah, but, yeah, it just didn't. Make and one thing I really like is how like I don't know when I first watched it, I was expecting it to be like really overly sexualized. Like, I expected it to be a case where it was, like, the man does everything and the woman does nothing, but it doesn't really pan out like that, because you can tell they're both kind of just head over heels about each other equally and not, like... Yeah, yeah normally in like older films, one. it's very, like, it's the man, and then I'm the woman's the like, oh, I'm not interested. And he's like, you will yeah, be crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think, like, and I love the ending of it. Like, the whole kind of... Like, I actually, like, felt quite emotional about it. I don't know, usually I hate theatrical acting like that but I think like the whole thing about him having to leave and being like you know you'll have a life get a better husband you can't you can't live in my life and it's like we'll always have Casablanca it's just I don't know it's just really the ending really made it for me and I think it was a far cry from any other of the love stories that were told back in the 50s or 40s or 30s so yeah I would say Castle, and it kind of reminds me of Before Sunrise it's like has Before Sunrise influence I feel like yeah. the well Cas- Before Sunrise has influence from Casablanca. So, yeah, I would say Casablanca is my number 10. Cool. We'll play it again, Aaron. It's number 10. Um, my <laughs> number 10 is a great, great film. One of the best. Have you got. I, I, I think you should mention your honorable mentions, Aaron. Like. Oh, honorable mentions. Where do we start with honorable mentions? Let me just. Uh, <laughs> let me just. Uh, Googling 50s films. <laughs> <laughs> let me just. Uh, Oh, Where do you start? Um, a night to a night to remember. Seven Samurai, Ten Commandments, Seventh Seal, <laughs> Day of the Earth Stood Still. Oh, uh, stop reading Kieran's list out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could just go on and on all night, really. Go on and on and on and on. But my number ten, the one that actually reached my list, uh, was Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Hang in. <laughs> was a bear. Singer, singer, Wait, one minute, one minute. Uh, no, actually, I was going to say this could be his bullshit. I don't know if I was actually watched this film. Nah, uh, Aaron, you know what? I, you know what I say about? You know what I say about Wizard of Oz, right? Is I watched a few. Obviously, I watched a lot of these '50s films and '40s films, or whatever. And uh, when Cola was coming in, it just became like an explosion. I feel like, which you don't really see anymore. 
Um, well, it's a rare, rare to it's find. It's one of the but... first ever technical films. Mm. But it's like um, that scene in Vertigo. You know, is it the restaurant? Has anyone, everyone seen Vertigo, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know that restaurant that's like really red and then like the girl's like wearing like a green dress mm-hmm. and it's just like nothing you see nowadays in like film. It's just so like... It's like La La Land. Yeah, it's like La La Land, yeah. And, it, and I feel like a lot of these films back then... Um, just just show that pure like explosion of colour in such an amazing way, like and Wizard of Oz would be one of them. And I you know what? Where it goes from black and white to colour, I like that. That's cool. Sing as a tune. Um <laughs> We're off to see the wizard. The Wee. wonderful wizard of Oz. I want us all to actually what I uh, what I will say about Wizard of Oz, which I've just thought, um, is it gives me a chance to talk about Return to Oz, one of the oh, craziest goodness. sequels ever. Has anyone seen Return nah. to Oz? No, I've not seen it, but wow. I knew there was one. Watch Return to Oz; it's mental. It's kind of like uh, Terminator Two. Like it's oh, better, than the better than the original. Better than the original. <laughs> no, no, I mean like she starts off, and Dorothy's like in this like mental asylum. Because like she's told telling people about what's happened about like the story series and a lot of what they don't believe. And then like literally she's like locked up like chained up at the start of the movie. Uh, it's so weird. Like, it's just it's like the it's like the scariest Silence of the Oz. Silence of the Oz. Honestly, it's uh, it went from Wizard of Oz to this mad horror. I'd recommend it to anyone return to Oz because it's so weird. Who's your favourite character? In the first, in Wizard of Oz, probably yeah. Toto. I mean, <laughs> Literally, it's Toto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out if I would actually I seen this film because you can't even name the main song from the film. I can't I think of a better no, dog we'll in a do film. One song. We'll all do one song. He's no, the main song. song is obviously Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah, we're going to go through We're all going to you know sing what? one. One one thing I love about Wizard of Oz is the behind the scenes thing. Over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> but like, wasn't there like the whole thing about the Munchkin hanging yeah, himself? Yeah, the, the hanging Munchkin. <laughs> oh no, that was just bullshit. Weird shit, yeah. I've actually got to watch the film to see that there isn't a hanging Munchkin. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's an illusion, but still, it's just. Yeah, I to watch the film to see if it was real or not. It is cool. <laughs> yeah, Wizard of Oz. What a film. Um, North by Northwest was my honourable mention. My first Hitchcock movie to make the list. Or just miss out. Uh, but my number 10, Kieran, oh, is no. a Kira Kurosawa. What? And it's Rashomon. I know which one it is. Hey, Rashomon. I'm sure it'll get a lot more talk later. But um, it's the only one I've seen. So, you know, I had to throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's <in> 10. <laughs> That's literally how <laughs> that is the uh, criteria. No, I have I've seen, seen this film. No, it's like, I've seen, no, I've seen other films, obviously, but I, was like, I really enjoyed this film because I, I like the idea of this film. That's the main reason I wanted to watch it. Uh, basically, it's the same story told by, like, four different views, and I really love that kind of thing, like, the whole narrative being told and you're viewing it from each person's perspective, and it just adds a little bit more layers onto it and a bit more to it, and I, I loved, like, the ideas of Rashomon. That's why I had to put it as number 10 but Kieran would describe a little bit more Kurosawa-y later so yeah probably even uh, North by Northwest I didn't enjoy it that much really surprised no. if I'm talking about I've got like a few Hitchcock films on my list 
I preferred the other ones over North by Northwest, and really? I didn't want to. Mm. I didn't want to Hitchcock my list up, shall we say? Mm. So I mean, Hitchcock all you want. Oh, what's that film? I haven't. I forgot what it's called. What's the one where it's like in one room and it's like a long take kind of thing? Maybe I'll talk about it later. Maybe I'll <laughs> talk about it later. I think not. I I know it's like sounds shit since I don't know the name of the film but I would say that's one of my favourite Alfred Hitchcock films. I, I have probably I'll tell you it's on my list and I'll tell about it later. You know which one I'm talking <laughs> about though, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the end of round one well done boys. Jared, I'll let you take it. Oh, Snow White and Number nine. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> let me get my list up. I've like lost my list. Okay, number nine. Alice in Wonderland. How come? Really? I, I, I wouldn't think Alice in Wonderland would be on your list. Um, I just think it's such the... Like, you know when I was on about with Dumbo, like how weird and wacky like the things are? Yeah, about how you can like, fly. Almost like drug trips and that. You watch Alice in Wonderland and it's just like... It's the kind of film that if you like took acid and watched it, you'd be like going. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell. Like, you could tell on Jared's wish list is to watch Disney films on acid, well, like all the old I school. Think that's what my new criteria for Jared films would be. How many times does he watch these films? High. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot because I've stopped all that shit. Unofficially. But, um, officially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I quite like it. There's just like so many weird things that happen. Like when she gets smaller and gets bigger, uh, the the like you know the, the pack of cards. That's all very yeah. weird. And the croquet match. Johnny there's Depp. just a lot. There's a lot going on. No, not Johnny Depp. Depp. <laughs> Fucking wasn't Johnny Depp in it? You know yeah, what's annoying about one. the remake? You know what's annoying though, like. People forget there's like actual films like the original Alice in Wonderland because people just think of like Johnny Depp now. Where's the rock? Yeah, you know what I mean. And, like that's what that's what kills me about these Disney remakes. Like I'm, it's so annoying. Like every... the animated is so much better. Mm. Yeah, it kills but, me because I really like yeah. the originals. Like if yeah. it deserves a remake, then who am I to say it's not a good film? And it's like. You know, Psycho got remade because it was a good film. Just because... Yeah, but it wasn't a good one. Yeah. I never said the remakes were good, but it's good enough to deserve a remake. Well, yeah. Back to the Future it hasn't had a remake, so... Yeah, because, because it's shit. not allowed. Because it's shit. <laughs> but it's because, not a because I've already been Back to the Future. So I need to go back more times. It had an animated TV show and it's obviously had the musical now, but yeah. That no one's seen. Anyway, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said the TV. I said the TV end. show, not the. Yeah, it's on Plex. I haven't watched it. Good. I, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> yeah. It's on Plex. Watch it. <laughs> I also like the chest of the cat. Yeah. Okay, that's me. See you later. Yeah, really <laughs> See you later, bye. <laughs> That's the two films I know. Kevin. 
Oh, is it mine? Kieran Kawasaki. Funny you should mention that because the Kurosawa film is next. Ooh. It has been mentioned. Ooh. It is Rashomon. Ooh. Well, that's gone. Oh, he's not making the playoffs now. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't. No, no, no. It wouldn't be. But Rashomon is like the very first Akira Kurosawa film I watched. Um, I I remember the being introduced to it um, at college, and I was and I wasn't really starting like I wasn't really into my black and white phase then. And but Rashomon kind of was one of those propellers into the kind of like foreign films, like old foreign films, and it I really love how the plot twist is told, like or how like the whole plot is told it doesn't like i love it because throughout the first like half of it well not the first half like the first one quarter like when they're telling the stories like it's showing them all like in, like visuals it's not just telling you the it, it, it almost like because they're all being shown in visuals you you really don't know which one to believe and it's very the first time i've actually been like really glued to like a mystery in that way and I think it was just so expertly done, and it was so out of like, well, it I know it was like kind of the more callous era of um, Kurosawa's work, but it's really a far, it's like far from any of his greats. Like you know, you have epics in mind, and like how he shoots movement, and Rashomon doesn't really have much of that. It's just purely story and dialogue, and trying to unearth the the whole story and the whole mystery. And doing that with a foreign language, especially when you don't speak the language, is hard because you have to focus on, like, the story so much. But with, I think that was one of the reasons why Akira Kurosawa really transitioned into the Western media, because it was more, way more visual than dialogue-based. But Rashomon is a purely, like, dialogue-based film. Well, not purely, but very much more dialogue-based. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, you find yourself really into it. Kind of like, you know, with a lot of mysteries, like Knives Out, and well, I haven't seen many mysteries, I will admit that. But... I like mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. But, like, you'll you'll agree with me in that sense that, like, you know, it is one of, like, the best mysteries ever made. And like, well, maybe not agree with me with that, but you definitely understand if it was one of the best ministries. I respect it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, but, I, really, I really, I enjoy that kind of storytelling and that's the kind yeah. of thing that I want to do as a writer. So yeah. I was like, I need to watch this film to see how he does it. And I, like I said, I love the way it plays out. Yeah, and like, I love how like, you, you think it's all done and then like, you get like, other people coming into it. And but then there's some weird baby thinking. that shows up and I'm like, all right. <laughs> but that's the thing that's what i mean like each story has like a different kind of motif in it and like has a different but that's what it's like in real life as well though isn't it it's like yeah if, if all four of us told the same story we're not going to tell it the same way are we if exactly. we all saw an event we're all going to have our own perspective on each event and this like, sounds yeah, very similar like, to a film that i will be talking about later what 12 angry men <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll all so it at some point. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it is. It just sounds like the like the Japanese version of it almost. Like the no, way it's like it's told from No, so basically mm -hmm. what Rashomon is, there's like a murder that's taking place. If I can remember, it's been a few years. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. gets murdered 
and then it's from the perspective of all the people that saw it happen. And then that's a gone, very similar to Twelve Hungry Men. No, yeah, yeah, that, it. no, it's they're very different films purely based on like. Like, obviously, culture comes into play and story. It genre. sounds interesting, though. Like, hearing a murder from a different perspective, it's like, who do you believe? Yeah. I've just, yeah, um... it, it's the same kind of premise as 12 Angry Men, but it's a very different kind of... It's a very okay. different kind of film. But I 12 just, Angry Men uh... don't actually see the murder. They're just basically yeah. talking about the murder case. Yes. But yeah, I so, was like, going to say. Uh, I've just looked up uh, this Russian one. Um, and then I've clicked on the link that films that's, um, that were influenced by this Rashomon. I don't know if you see that. It's predestination. Oh, it's predestination. Predestination. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ethan Hawke. <laughs> mm. oh, Why did you say it like that? Well, I didn't want to spoil it if nobody watched it. But to be fair, <laughs> the one off- the one, uh, one above that was Gone Girl, so I don't really know how you can get from Gone Girl to Predestination. To I mean, it, any film where it's like a mystery, it's like, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I mean, you've got to watch this several times I to feel like it's what the, you've yeah. just watched. <laughs> the word's like too close to Digimon and Pokemon. But like... <laughs> we'll roll with that. I'll roll with that, but like, that's the thing, like, Rashomon is one of those films that really kind of, not it's one of the mystery films that you everyone like looks to as inspiration. If you want to know how a good mystery is told in filmmaking, then watch Rashomon. Uh, it's one of those kind of films that you need to watch. So yeah, it makes my number nine spot. Cool. Aaron, I'm gonna have to get a, a box set with these films. And my number nine is absolutely bamboozled. It's Bambi. Bambi. <laughs> um. I just remember watching Bambi when I was younger and just like sobbing. You know what I mean? Like just that scene. It's just, I mean, everyone might make the playlist. The uh, the the Mufasa scene. But I think Uh, it might have been like the Bambi scene, you know? Bambi is heartbreaking. It's horrible. Can I I just interject? Because my girlfriend's here and she's got a Bambi tattoo. Absolutely I don't want to lie, your camera is just a blur. There <laughs> <laughs> was a leg with a slight inkness on it. <laughs> no, I've got one. Got a well. tattoo. <laughs> I've got a Bambi this. tattoo also. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a deer for tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that, carry on. No, no, it's an interesting leg. Bambi in it. Well, I heard that, like, you know, like, Hitchcock, well, obviously everyone knows the story, like, Hitchcock watched this and saw that, like, they killed the main character off in the first, like, 20 minutes, so he, he copied that film. Everyone yeah, knows Jamie. that story, so... I don't, but don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, once the mum di- once the mum dies, like it's like a real com- it becomes like a coming of age film. It's like compare you can see the comparisons with like Booksmart, <laughs> Ladybird, <laughs> to Bambi. <laughs> uh, Bambi's too common for me to call bullshit on it. <laughs> but nah, uh, going back. It's like to a road movie. Like, 
it is it is heartbreaking to watch Bambi. Oh, but, um, roll again. It's a it's a Disney classic. It's <laughs> well done. <laughs> Not gonna lie. For a bonus yeah, but, point, Aaron, can you tell me what number it is? Number nine. Is it number no? <laughs> oh right. Oh right. <laughs> you got a bonus point. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, when you mean like it came out? In the Disney animated classic, yeah. I'd probably say number nine. I reckon. No, I'm pretty sure it's four or five. Maybe I know like one's Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia. Then maybe, yeah, maybe Bambi. No, Dumbo is before Bambi. It could be seven. Let me just double check. All that. I'm then saying. you got that Salador. It's five. Race. Yeah, it's five. Okay, five. All I'm saying. But it's Aaron's number nine. <laughs> Disney classics is okay. Wreck It Ralph two is a Disney classic. Yeah, I know. That, gonna, I don't understand that though because it's like. Uh, I don't. There's like... Inside Out is a Disney classic. No, it's not. It's a Pixar film. Oh, Pixar classic. Sorry. Fuck you. Same thing. <laughs> they are quite rare. Like, the sequels. Uh... <laughs> they are. The Pokemon by Apple. And then Pixar. <laughs> it is rare to find like a sequel that's like pretty good in like, the Disney franchise. There's only... Um... How to Train Dragon 2. That's amazing true, animated DreamWorks. Yeah, no, but I'm still, saying, it's an I'm amazing sure sequel. If, if you look at Disney sequel. animated classics, I think there's only, like, recently thinking Frozen Rescue 2. is Downs Under. Yeah, Down there's, under. Like, there's, like, Frozen 2. Frozen 2. And, two, and then Rack- That has actually yeah. been a, an actual Yeah, there's only sequel. three, isn't there? Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head at the moment. No, that's, that's it. But then, like, there are some good ones, like, Down and It's, like, the Aladdin ones are pretty good. Yeah, they're, like, made by Disney, though, aren't they? Like, straight to they're the They're not official. Return of Jafar he's got an impressiveness of Robin Williams. Just because he couldn't get him anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't know he, he, they didn't give him enough money, but then he came back for the third one. Fair enough. Right. My third name. one? What? Yeah, there's three. King of Thieves. It's good. Or 40... 40 yeah. Or King of Thieves. It's good. Well, I never got it on VHS, so I don't care. <laughs> um, so, my number nine is a courtroom drama. Not that one you're thinking of. It's, dun, dun, dun. it's witness for the prosecution. Ooh. Tell um, me about this film. Ooh, yes. Okay. So I was like, I never really heard of it. And I was just like going through some films and I, I, was, I was like, courtroom dramas. It was on the list. I was like, I click onto it. Then I noticed it's like for Christine. I was like, okay, now I'm interested. And The game's afoot. The game is afoot. <laughs> What's the, then, what's the movie called again? Witness for the Prosecution. 1947, I think it is, or something along those lines. 57. There you go, I knew it was a 7 in there. Imagine <laughs> if it was 67. 67. <laughs> I just watched it for no reason. Um, but yeah, basically, it's... Um, it's what it's was a, it... No, sorry, what was it with the fucking 50s and 40s and, like, court films being, like, good? Because uh, they didn't have special effects. Because literally, it's it's all about the acting, isn't it? It's literally just like yeah. we'll keep oh, it in one, point. we'll keep it in one scene. Yeah, you just talk. Just oh, yeah. The acting, yeah. And witness for the prosecution was great. Um, I think it's got. 
I think like literally the film was really good and then it got towards the end of like the last 20 minutes is like you know when it all starts unfolding what's happened and what's going on and then all the plot because Agatha Christie's obviously known for her plot twists and shit I won't ruin it if you decide to watch it but like when it starts happening in the last 20 minutes it's like they die Jesus Christ what the (laughs) fuck's happening uh, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. And it was one of those films that I wasn't really expecting much. And I was like, I'm going to watch it. And then I really enjoyed it. So Witness for the Prosecution is my first of the courtroom dramas on the on the list. Jared, number Ooh, eight. Oh, we're up to number eight, are we? Go mm-hmm. rapido. Yes. <laughs> number eight is a film already been mentioned. What's it about? Bambi. 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 I bloody love Bambi. I don't know why I put it so low on the list, actually. It probably deserves to be higher, but... Um, you just yeah, to it's just such a sad, like, bit. And, like, you'd see the bit of him growing up and, like... It's just... I think it might be one of my grandma's favourite films. And she always, like, made me watch it. And, I, like... I don't know, I'm not a soppy person. Like, I don't, I don't cry at sad things. But, like, that Bambi dying is almost, like, on the Mufasa... Like, I feel like I'm just repeating what uh, what Aaron said, but the truth is, it's just a, a great like little film that you you kind of forget about. But like a lot of films, probably been based off that like oh hardship. <laughs> let's 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 grow up and mature from it. A really simple premise, you know, like a deer getting killed. But, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, days dying. What a time to be. Yeah, I I, I feel dying. like I've under undershot it to be honest. I've, looking at my list, I've put the it at eight, but I genuinely <laughs> feel it probably should be higher. Undershot it like shot his mum. <laughs> she dead. She dead. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, Kevin. Um. Bring us number- to Kevin Kurosawa. No. <laughs> They're much higher on this list. Um, number eight, I think we need to put a little bit of style in this list. So I put a rebel without a cause. Rebel, rebel. Rebel without a cause. Okay. I actually think I was not thinking about putting it on the list. And then I rewatched it. And James Dean's performance in it, I think, is so underrated. Like, he's really good in that film. Like, obviously, there's, like, kind of, like, the... Like, he was a little bit overacting with, like, you're tearing me apart. You're tearing me apart, Lisa! <laughs> inspired that line. But literally, uh-huh. oh, my God. I just love... I just really like the story. It's just so cool. It's such a laid-back kind of film. It's a film you don't have to think about too much. Like, I, I, I just really enjoy watching it. Like... Real weird. It's weird for me to have a film that I like so much that I can just lay back and watch without going into it, without like unlocking each shot kind of thing. And it was actually one of the main inspirations for La La Land. It's actually in La La Land, like the film that they watch at the cinema is Rebel Without a Cause. And I don't know. I just, I just think it's so cool, and I really love like how the colors are used in the film and how it kind of like tells that story of his character and it's just yeah i just really like the whole themes of it as well I, it's not a, it's a film that i definitely thought i wouldn't like like i watched it like first time i watched it ever like years ago i didn't think i would enjoy it as much as i did but like i feel like the third act could have been a bit shorter but at the same time i just really love it 
I don't know why, it's just something about it. It just always grips me when I watch it. So, yeah, Rebel Without a Cause. Cool. Iconic. Iconic. Is Rebel Without a Cause the one where it's like it pushed ADR? And there's one of these films, I think it might be three or Rebel Without a Cause, where he was just drunk like all the time, like filming it, and he was just off his face. So, uh, they like made a decision in like Hollywood that like they were gonna, but they had to do like all his lines like ADR, and then like they made a decision onwards from that that pretty much every movie should be doing that because it's better to capture. To be fair, I could kind of see that. I didn't really know that, but I could kind of see it because of like how James Dean played this character. It was yeah. a very like he was playing a very like broody kind of like almost unstable kind of personality and you could that could easily be shown with drink and stuff and I, like, I would understand I, would, I could totally see someone ADR coming into play with stuff like that but I don't know if that's the film where it happened but he only did he only did four didn't he yeah he only did four Bonus I think point, if you can name he only did four films <laughs> I can Street listen one Streetcar Named Desire East of Eden and Giant uh, which is without the cause the one where there's like oil Oil. It's the one with like the iconic shot of him, like yes, that's the one on the poster, like, like and everything. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Aaron. Where are we up to? Eight. 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 Uh, it's a film that I watched today. Uh, Rear Did window. All right, you definitely watched that. I know we watched this on the road. I watched this like a few years ago, and I wanted to watch it for a catch up. Uh, and I was just, I was just disappointed with it. Really, um, I wanted it to be more than it was. And like, I love like the the premise of the film, and I love like um, some of the shots in the film at the start, like showing like these um, the other apartments, and it just I gets know what bit, it is. It just gets a bit like dry though, and it just gets a bit stale like halfway through. I don't like the. Uh, two women characters in it. I wish it was just, just uh, James Stewart. Stewart. I um, thought I was going to say, I wish it was just all men. No, I don't <laughs> mean like that. I just feel like if they, I feel like it could be, I don't want to talk about like Disturbia because obviously like I can't compare like Shia LaBeouf to, to James Stewart. But, yeah, um, Shia LaBeouf is an amazing actor. I just wish, I just wish that he was more like isolated in it. And I feel like it would have been perfect. Like if it was just him trapped in that room. Yeah, yeah. that's how I remember it when it, I was though, younger. Like the one thing I noticed when I watched it is literally just filmed in that apartment. There is no other scene. Yeah. Everything you see is from that apartment. Yeah, and that that's good. Um, and I do, I do like it. I mean, the pot's, the pot's great, but it just, I feel like it's just because it's there. Not going to lie, I totally agree with the window. I think it's a great premise. Like, I really like the whole kind of, like, spying kind of thing. But, like, when I was watching it, I felt like I was hooked for, like, the first 30 minutes. Like, mm. I was really into it when he was, like, looking and analysing. But when I just couldn't get, like, I got through it all, but I was just, like, pushing myself to get through it. It wasn't a case where I was enjoying a lot of it. I think but, what I wanted from it, it was, like, I wanted, like, a psycho moment or something like that. Like, I wanted, like, the shower, shower scene moment. Like, he'd seen something like that, like a really vicious, like, murder. And then he became obsessed with it. 
Um, I prefer that but, you don't know though, because you like, don't... did he actually did he actually kill him? Did it not happen? What's happening? What's going on? I like that because it's like, mm. did he actually kill him or not? Because then yeah. it turned out obviously like if nothing really happened and he's just this is just all playing on his mind because he's been trapped in that room. I think from a psychological point, it's his mind playing tricks. I mean, I, I loved it. Like it's higher on my list. What well, uh, I I have got two more Hitchcock films on my list. Uh, and what I've noticed watching the films he's done is, I re- I think he's a lot like Miyazaki when I was speaking about the Ghibli films. Like some of the Miyazaki like plots could be a lot more simplified and make, and sometimes it works for the advantage of Hitchcock, but then sometimes in a way like I'm thinking like you've gone a bit too far here, especially like I don't know. I'll talk more about it when I speak about the other films, I guess. Yeah. Um, so there's me, and I'm going for a film that I watched yesterday because I've only really watched it once or twice a very, very long time ago. And I was like, I'm going to see if I actually still enjoy this film. And I do. It was very fun. It's Singing in the Rain. Oh, okay. Good show. But even like that, I mean, that's what obviously the song that everybody knows. But then there's like so many other great songs like Make Him Laugh and Good yeah. Morning. It was just like really fun I really enjoyed it and you don't really get that type of I mean obviously a lot of them kind of tried to bring it back when they did I think musicals like, age well yeah mm. because the, the company yeah. like, I love like that the dance scenes in it like are just incredible and there's better dance scenes than uh, the ones that, the one that's more iconic as well what's that in the rain I was saying like everyone knows like the dance scene where he's in the rain but I feel like there's better dance scenes yeah like the- make them laugh is incredible like it's one mm-hmm. of like, the best choreographed dances ever and I, I was watching it and I was just like yeah like I it's overshadowed because Singing in the Rain is so iconic as in the song yeah the other songs in it are really really good and it's beautifully choreographed the film as yeah well. when George Sampson did that dance <laughs> 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 and on that note Jared number seven <laughs> number seven <laughs> number seven for me is the lollipop kid, the lollipop kid. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's the Wizard of Oz. Lollipop <laughs> kid. <laughs> is, is that not the lollipop kid? <laughs> yeah, it's the lollipop kids. They're like, they're like. You know? No, it, it's the little midget dudes. <laughs> Munchkins. To be Munchkins. fair, and when... they like the lollipop. <laughs> yeah, little midget, dude. When, when you asked me to sing a song from it, <laughs> I was so close to being like, "Come with me, and you'll see." <laughs> you know, and obviously, yeah. I mean, Karen's still got to sing a song from Wizard of Oz yet that nobody said yet. I mean, it's the, probably the second most famous song for the film nobody said yet. Yeah, oh, the Follow the yellow brick road. road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I was thinking, I was like, it's something to do with brick road. Uh, do you want to talk about Wizard of Oz? No? Okay. No, I, I do. You were, just, you were all just talking about songs. I was waiting for you to basically shut up. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, so the Wizard of Oz, you've got like so many iconic scenes. The yellow brick road, you know, the witch. The, the songs. The things. I used to be scared of the witch. Like, yeah, I the monkeys, bro. The flying monkeys. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's just a shame that... That's not a nice thing. I know you mentioned The Wizard of Oz 2, or whatever it's called, but there's Return to Oz. That was fucking awful as well. Yeah, that's what I'm on about. That's what I'm on about, Return oh, to Oz. Oh, is that the one you're on about? No, yeah, it's the, trash. It's, it's no, there was um, not Return to Oz. It's scary. You're of the yeah, it's terrifying. No, Are you thinking of The Wiz with Michael Jackson? No, no. <laughs> Oz the Great and the Powerful, I think it's called. Oh, oh the yeah, Peter yeah. Kunis and James Franco one. Yeah, that's yeah, like a prequel, awful. isn't it? Fucking shit. That's what I mean, Wicked I feel like they like, Wicked's yeah. better than Wizard of Oz. Boycott Wizard of Oz. Wicked's better. And I know you said Well, I really like the Lion. No, but I can't like watch it because I saw the South Park episode when there was like the whole subtext thing. You guys know which one what I'm talking about. Of Wicked. Yeah, so South Park did an episode where it was like guys took their girlfriends to see musicals and there would be subtext in musicals that would give that would like basically make it so like the girlfriends gave their boyfriends blowjobs after the show <laughs> and there was just one one bit in it where it was like uh, i get tigers at night and then it was just someone in the background was like on your face <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because like when i went to see hello dolly starring <laughs> jamie and i left this that's another story for another day. <laughs> so, I mean, you're welcome. That's because of my um, chorus Subtext. work. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. On your face. <laughs> Come on your face. <laughs> All you hear is uh, Jamie in the background saying, Hey, Google, message Aaron. Yeah, I, I see you in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> what a best moments of our life. <laughs> My number seven, I don't know if it will be mentioned, like we've mentioned it, but I don't think it will be like said on anyone else's list, but it is Citizen Kane. Now, like, okay, can I ask, has anybody got this on their list? No. 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 Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll talk about it. Citizen Kane. Not gonna lie, I wasn't like too sold on it being like the greatest movie of all time. But when you realise what it did with lighting and, like, you know, camera movement and the fact that it was doing stuff that was never done really in film film before, because in my head, for some reason, I think Citizen Kane's like a 60s film because of, like, how good it looks. It was made in, like, 1941, or it was earlier. No, 41, yeah. Sounds 41. like 41 or 42 or something like that, yeah. Yeah. It, it really holds up. And even as a black and white film, I still think it's made in the 60s, like 70s for some reason in my head. I think it was one of those movies that you say is so ahead of their time. Not just talking about the kind of the lighting and the camera work, but this is Orson Welles' first film, which he wrote, directed, acted in. And I don't know if he produced, but I imagine so. I mean, and- he's a good lad, isn't he? He's a good lad. Isn't he? He's a good lad. He's a good lad. But no, nah, like also, I think he did such an incredible do- job with that film. And I think it, like, and like when you realize, like, when you watch it for those things, and you pay attention to it, and read of how like it kind of broke cinemas in half, and like it was like blowing people away. It's kind of hard to ignore it, and like obviously, when you watch it now, it doesn't seem like that groundbreaking or that elevated. But 
for the time when it was made, it was just it was just so revolutionary in a lot of people. Yeah, I don't think it can be understated the fact that he starred in it, directed it, basically did the whole bloody film himself. Exactly. Like I really respect that. Like the only other person that I see do that with their first film, like on on a good on a good level, like a film, is Spike Lee. And I'm not comparing also to Spike Lee. I, I, I was going to say Ben Affleck. But he didn't direct his own film. Like, yeah, Spike Lee direct. directed it, starred oh, no, yeah. it, wrote it. Yeah. Spike Lee, yeah, you would you would probably argue. I can't believe anyone else who's done it That's so sweet. good. What on the yeah. first film? Yeah, like he like he, he wrote the film, starred Do the, the right film, thing. and right directed his own tune, film. But your first <laughs> film. Are you mad? Like, I I find it hard to direct and act in a film. Like, well, write and direct a film, even. Let alone produce it. And, like, you know, like, it's such a workload. And for Orson Welles to do what he did with that at the age of, what, like, 24? I think it's basically impossible to do nowadays because there's about 70 roles in credits. And I think this is the best thing that I love about old films. Is that literally? I'm watching, um, the, I'm watching the film, and it's like, oh, there's about there's about five minutes left. I'm like, okay, um, surely like it says five minutes left of the film. I'm like, oh, sure, it's going to finish in a minute. It's going to be three minutes of credits. No, it's like ten seconds of credits. It's lit- yeah, if you like, watch a film now, you've got seven minutes of credits <laughs> just going exactly. through everybody in the film. What's Which the is- dude? Uh, what's uh, the office guy? What's uh, Quiet Place? DJ that. Oh, John Krasinski. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, John Krasinski. Yeah. I don't place. think A Quiet Place was to the same level. I don't, I don't think he, he had all four. It. He didn't write the original screenplay, but he did edit it. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah. He's he got in four it. roles. Has he got four roles? Directed in it. it. Well, obviously, he directed it, starred in it, and he edited the screenplay. Um, whether he produced it, I don't know. That might have been... I mean, house. yeah, he starred in it and directed it, but come on, are we saying A Quiet Place is even close to these two films? That a Quiet Place is incredible. I, I like Quiet Place. I, I like Quiet it Place as well, is a come great, on, it's nowhere great near film, but it's not, the level. Not like a Quiet Place has died down. Like, it's, quiet Place I, what would was be really high good. on my list in Citizen Kane. It's kind of a bit yeah. quiet. Hmm. <laughs> I, I prefer a quiet... <laughs> it was a sleeper hit. <laughs> uh, I think Quiet Place was probably like the... Uh, Probably like the biggest change I've ever seen in like cinema. No. Like ever been ever you gone to cinema. It was like such you literally can't eat popcorn. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, you know, what? I just can't see the a second thing, film living up to it. A quiet place. Oh, the no, one well, thing that I hated about that film, I absolutely hated, is that they showed the monster. I hated that so much. I think it would have been such a yeah, and the monster hates film. you too. That's the one, one of the best things about so. Blair Witch Project, though, isn't it? You never see. Yeah, exactly. It's all like, imagination. The thing is, as soon as I saw the monster, I was like, I'm not it's scared. Ruined. Anymore. I'm leaving. It's ruined. <laughs> Tension's over. I'm not scared anymore. The fact what? that I yeah, know he's like, like, he's, he's like he leaves, hey. and you can hear like the squeaking of his chair because everyone else is so fucking quiet. Yeah, and it's like, like it's like I understand why they're terrified. I get it. You wouldn't like, from that seriously. <laughs> no, no, I understand why people are scared. But as an audience member, I'm not because I know it's, it's not just like a shit even hear CGI it monster. How can you be scared of something you can't hear? Childish Gambino, what? Atlanta. All right. Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, Oh, Atlanta's so good. Atlanta is amazing. If you got Now TV, go watch it. Man. Is it still on Now TV? It's on BBC iPlayer, I think. It was on iPlayer, yeah. I don't I think it is anymore. 
But yeah, watch it. Everyone watch Atlanta. It's really good. Uh, it's amazing. I've watched series one. Paperboy. 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 I love that. Have you seen the? I love the ban episode. <laughs> it was like I'm a 35 year old white man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Black guy. that's the best. The episode. advert. The advert one's sick though. To be fair. Oh, just, like, I love it. The whole episode where, like I said, it's that one where it's just in a newsroom, isn't it? And it just literally. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just I'm watching Atlanta sense. tomorrow. I'm yeah, sorry, but I'm watching <laughs> But Aaron. Um, my number seven. I feel bad for putting it at number seven because um, I've actually not watched this in a long time. Forever. Um, no, no. I actually, I, <laughs> this isn't one of those. This isn't that bold. But it's on the waterfront, and I watched it when I was really young. Well, bullshit. Not You're not seeing this. Really film. young. No, I have seen this film. Swear oh. down. Um, <laughs> I remember not liking it and like not understanding like why. I think it was my, my dad watching it. I'm thinking like, yeah, it's a bit boring. It's a bit slow. But then I've talked about Brando like a few times over like each list and there's just something about him in the scenes where it, like it's just a game changer. I've been a contender. I could have been a contender. <laughs> I could have been a somebody. Somebody. Literally, I watched the Brando film, Guys and Dolls. Jesus mm. Christ. Have you watched that film? No. No. It's Marlon Brando singing and dancing and everything. It's like so weird watching him like. I imagine like, singing like Piers Brosnan in Mamma Mia. Tonight. <laughs> you might be a lady tonight. <laughs> Is he like uh, still an idiot? Yeah, like he's. Well, that's the thing. It was like well, Mercedes was saying. It was like I didn't actually know he actually spoke like that. I just thought it was like literally something he just did. Yeah. But exactly. Like, no, no. That's there's like so a, many yeah. stories though that I've heard where like. And like prior to him, like everyone wanted to be James Stewart or Cary Grant, and everyone designed themselves and based themselves. If you was an actor, you'd look like them. You was made to look like them. Yeah. And then because like Brando was different, like he was like even a little bit overweight at times, and um, like even early on in his career, and he was the first like main like method actor. And I know that obviously. He did something crazy with method, method acting, but to, to start it off, I mean, Meth. <laughs> it's just oh. insane. And, and I'm sure if I watched, like, if I had time to watch it again, like this week, it would have been like much higher. Um, and it does, it kind of reminds me of Drive, like the story to it, of like, um, there's so much, you see so much potential in someone, and they make the wrong not, choices. And, not uh, gonna lie. I recently watched Drive, and like I know this is like. No, 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 no! no. I recently watched it, and I really want to say how it's probably one of the best opening sequences to a film ever. Like I just want to say, I didn't say it in my 2010s one, but holy shit, what an opening sequence! I was in love with. I I forgot how fucking good it was. So yeah, I just want to say that. (laughs) Yeah, better than Road. No, that's too. No, you know what's too fast. Too that one. You know what I, you, you threw Dark Knight out of the way for Road. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, so I what, did. And what I stand you by it. Saying about Dark Knight, though, like when we when we did it, like I'm scared to watch Drive again. I don't think I'll ever watch it again because there's a part of me where I feel like if I watch it again, like I, I don't think I'll like it as much. Um, the more I th- think about it, the more I think like, oh. You rather have you think it's starting to turn into Marlon Brando? Yeah, yeah, you know. 
I think it's because I watched Drive and that was like my turning point on film. Like, oh, my God, this is like this is something I love, and um, and I just know it's not going to have that effect on me again. So I'll avoid it. Try it. You might be surprised. We have surprised. We've hit. I say we've already hit Hitchcock, but we've hit my Hitchcock time. I now. thought you was going to say we've hit a million views. Yet let's go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a while, but sure. Let's go for it. Let's go, champ. Um, my first Hitchcock film on the list is Strangers on a Train. Strangers on a Train. This is, train one that I, this is one of the films that... Um, oh, that David Fincher's doing a remake of that. Well, there you go. Um, All you had to do was catch the damn train, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this was one of the um, first <laughs> Hitchcock films I watched, obviously, after Psycho, like, years ago. And I didn't re-watch it. If I re-watched it, again, like Cameron said, it might be higher. But um, it's one of the first ones because I love the idea of it. Um, if you don't know what the idea is, basically, is you've got two people that meet on the train. And they Strangers. Make a plan. Yeah, they are. And they basically <laughs> make a plan for each of them to kill each other's partners. Such great... Obviously, because then all that, isn't it? they can't be then implicated in each of the murders because obviously they didn't do it. So he murders his, he murders his. I like that. They, then they can't. Yeah. So it's like it's such a great story, and the way it, it turns out, I think that's the one thing I didn't like much about North by Northwest. That's more of like Hitchcock spy films, whereas these are more what Hitchcock's best of, like his like murder and like his kind of more horror thrillery films. I prefer them to his like spy films like there was another film that i really wanted to watch 39 steps but i didn't watch it um but i, th- I don't think hitchcock does spy better than he does thrill that's why he's a master suspense his suspenseful films are on another level to anything else that he does so strange of the train hitchcock one there we go jabbered yes <clears throat> number six number six right now we're on uh, I've put North by Northwest. Hitchcock! Oh, shit. Okay. He's back, baby. He's back. It's just a good film. Like, just the scenes in it. Like, obviously, everyone's going to be like, ooh, the scene where he gets chased by the plane. I mean, that was a good scene. But, you know what? That was like, a good scene. When I was watching it, I was like, I couldn't wait for that scene. I was like, I was yeah. ready yeah, for it. You know what I mean? I was like, come on, let's get this play. That's one thing I hate about classic films or like classic scenes in that case. Because when I watch a film, I just wait for that scene. Yeah. I feel yeah. Like I'm just waiting. I just really like how we carry Grant. Is it Harry Grant? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just really like how he acts and it was on he's like he proper. Now, it was on just before. Oh, <laughs> like, it, it is a bit sexy. I mean, like, like the way the way the men are portrayed, they're just like he is. Like, you just you gotta love him if you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Walk into a room and they're like, oh, "I'm so in love with you." Like, yeah, this, um, I don't know. I just thought it was a good film. Like, it was just a good spy film. The one thing I said to Aaron, it's like, why would you go down Mount Rushmore? Why would you start climbing down people's like mountain? Well, I was like, just every time when they was That's doing like, it, I was like just thinking of like Nicolas Cage doing it in National yeah, Treasure. Yeah, I was thinking of the treasure, <laughs> you know I mean? not Treasure Island. <laughs> What's it called? National I really Treasure. I really like the scene when the uh, the woman has 
sex. Oh, no, no. It would carry Grant. <laughs> the woman. <laughs> the scene the woman has. <laughs> no, yeah, but obviously the Mount Rushmore bits are really cool. It's just a... Yeah, it's I, just I, different. I, I, I liked the bit with the where we're obviously the bird, but he just puts him in the car and he's just like, oh, the edge, and he just starts driving like. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. I, Cary Grant's acting in this film, right? All the way through, I was like, <laughs> it's on the crisp of being like atrocious and unreal. This guy is like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just he's like, like, do you know like, if he's really good or not? I don't know. <laughs> he's threading the needle through like that level. Like, it could even be like <laughs> atrocious or like amazing. And all the way through the film, where he just does these like weird looks. I just, I don't know if it's like, oh, I'm just battling like... on the uh, Mount Rushmore on that. Like, it's one of them films that I bet when they made James Bond, they were like, This yeah. is a good film to look at. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest, if they hadn't done that Mount Rushmore in North by Northwest, it would have happened in Bond. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I really um, you have to respect it for as well. Um, it's one of the first ever films to use kinetic text in its opening. Like you know the whole of like where the words are spinning and it's all coming yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. shooting into it and stuff like that. It's one of the first films to ever do that as well. Oh really? I didn't know. That. Yeah. Kevin, my number is <laughs> the mine number six is. Another Kira Kurosaka film. Kira Kurosawa. Kurosawa. <laughs> I said Saka. Um, it is The Hidden Fortress. If you are a fan of Star Wars, which I know some of you are, uh, you I don't like it. What you don't want? What is this you starring wars that you are talking of? <laughs> I'm a Star Trek guy. Why would they war in the stars? <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you need to watch this film because it is basically the film that made inspired Star Wars. It. It, it, it was inspired. It made it. It like it, like it's it's on Wikipedia. Literally, there's a literal <laughs> section on that says George Lucas said. Yeah, I stole bits off Hidden Fortress. <laughs> and they, yeah. Or, or last night when you said, like, it was based on 9 11. <laughs> no, 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 not Star Wars. The Death Star <laughs> timeline is just 9 11. So, when you think of George Lucas. Lucas by the way. <laughs> George Lucas, mate. George Lucas predicted 9 11 with the Death Star. <laughs> this Japanese film and 9 11 made Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because there's not a Death Star in the Hidden there's Fortress. Vader. There's not a Death Star in That's the Hidden Fortress. That's a Death Star. Star. It's only a living yeah, exactly. rock. There's not a Death Star in the Hidden Fortress, but what's missing? 9 11, that's why you put them both together. There we go. You get a bit of Star Wars. Thank you. We've lost our American friends. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Hidden Fortress. Fucking cool film. It's so fun to watch. I actually think it's like on par with like not in terms of iconic like how iconic it is or how much of a spectacle it is, but in terms of enjoyment for viewing a film. I have wanted to see it just to see how Star Wars was influenced by it. Yeah, yeah. It's really like obviously it's like not a, it's not an exact copy, but you do it's it's like in terms of story wise. It it seems is. like as the scenes that look, or would it be better if I just watch a video on YouTube just compare it? No, I would. I would say watch it in Fortress I, and do it myself. I, I, I really want to watch it. I really want to watch that in Seven Samurai. Um, it's only because Kieran keeps talking about them in every decade. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is like loads of people. Well, more with like Seven Samurai that like, you hear talks about. But I've I've heard a lot of people say like uh, in Fortress, like based Star Wars. But 
But yeah, like Henry Ford is so good and it's so fun. And yeah, I just think people should watch it because especially if you like Star Wars, it's like you got to kind of watch, if you, Star Wars is your favourite film, it's only natural to watch the film that inspired it or like that was basically copied from it. You know, well, I wouldn't say copy. I say that's a bit harsh, but like, in terms, of the story is basically like very similar, like very similar in a lot of ways. So, but yeah, Hidden Fortress is my number six. I really love the film. Hidden Fortress. Um, my what would we up to number six? Six. My number six is an awesome film from the fifties. And it's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, this film, not seeing this. This film, the title, not seen it. the title explains it itself. It's about the creature <laughs> from the Black Lagoon. There's a lagoon. There's a creature. And he's black. <laughs> and he's black. Got the hidden fortress. It explains them itself. There's a fortress, <laughs> and it's hidden. <laughs> You see, the seven samurai. There's seven samurai. He's going northwest, but he's going the north way, so he's going north by northwest. You see, Star Wars. There's literally wars between stars. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking eight. Yeah, creature from Black Lagoon. Yeah, great film. (laughs) You gotta do it with a straight face, Aaron. Tell us more about it. Oh, shit. Well, sell me on it. Sell me no, on I, it. I reckon he's he's making he's just pulling us in because he actually has watched his film, but he's just putting scarce details in there. About this woman. Um, you just going off the cover now. She's getting married. <laughs> <by this creature. laughs> she, no, he sees a woman on the cover. It's like it's about a woman. No, basically, it's about this privileged woman. She goes on a private jet plane. This is King Kong. And. <laughs> It crashes in this Bermuda place, like goes over Bermuda. Bermuda. <laughs> and it goes into this Caribbean island and everyone's dead on this plane other than her. And she gets off the plane. She lives there for a night. She thinks it's all cool, like well, where's the rum and all that? She lives there. <laughs> and then the next night, someone just pops out from the tree and she's like, What is that? And then the next night she sees it again. So it creeping towards her. Hello, so like, oh, it's the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get Aaron to do the voice of a creature? Oh, shit, it's the Black Lagoon. Go on, Aaron, what, does the creature speak at all? He does, yeah. How's, what does he sound like? Where's the what rum? does he sound like? Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, girl. girl, where's the rum? <laughs> where's the rum? <laughs> <laughs> It's like um, just your generic evil voice, you know, like... Oh, oh, oh. Can, you, can you give us an example? Uh, no, he speaks like... Um, he, he la- he, all he really does is laugh like Jabber. So he's like... Oh, 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 oh. You know what? I reckon like, Aaron has to um, this film. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's not something you would... He looks a lot like... Um, <laughs> what's that fish film that they have sex? Uh, yeah, Shape of Water. Shape of water. Um, Generally, it, Google it. It looks like him. They actually watched that film and they based it off that film. Yeah. Oh really? That was yeah. yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Based. Well, to be fair, I can see it. Um, there was also uh, that famous Star Trek scene where he's fighting him. 
Oh, it, yeah. And it's like an awful fight scene. Pretty yeah. much. Creature from the Black Lagoon. And um, you should see the, the second one called Black Lagoons. Lagoons with it's more like a war movie though. Like the second one. It, it's like, just literally you, you go down basically. and meet his family and they're just coming out of them. <laughs> no, the plot to the second one is basically she escapes the lagoon in the first one. And then in the second one, like they're like, Oh, we're gonna go back. We've got to go back uh to start this new life, so we could take a few people back. And it's like a proper like war movie. And by the end of the film, like she's she's in one of these mech suits. Fighting one of the creatures from the back. Isn't this alien now? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I think you got him, Kim. Aaron, just for fit, you have watched Creature from the Black Lagoon? I have not, no. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to cut that out? No. <laughs> no, he's in. He said it. Put a film at number six that he hasn't even seen. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, I would watch that description that you put out. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, good night. No, I just want to watch the whole film, but Aaron's dubbed over the monster. <laughs> <laughs> the director's commentary of me watching it for the first time. <laughs> like, Aaron, wow. you know what we talk about doing those reaction videos and stuff? That's what we need to do now. Yeah. Watch Creature for the Black Cookie for the first time. <laughs> Has anyone seen uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000? Anyone watch that? No. Oh, it's so good. Like, it was this 90s show. It's all on Netflix. They actually rebooted it. And basically, like, they find, like, awful <clears> films, like, from the 50s, like, 60s. Um, and they just, like, dub over. Like, they just talk, do a director's commentary, like, watching it for the first time and how bad it is. Like, one of them is The Room. Um, but, like, it's so good. Like, it's such a good concept to just watch an awful film and just talk I was actually it. quite tempted to uh, put... You know the film that, uh, fucking, just give me a second. Uh, Johnny, is it Johnny Depp? Or, no, is it, is it Johnny Depp? Well, he's, he's that dude who did that sci-fi Edward. film in the 50s. Is it Edward? What's he doing right? You're definitely thinking of Creature from the Oh, Edward, yeah. Edward. Yeah, well, oh, Edward, like, terrible... yes, that's yeah. the film. That's yes. what I said, Edward. Sci-fi is Edward. Yes. No. Yeah, Edward. didn't he do Creature from the Black Lagoon? No, he did. Oh, God. Oh, what did he do? Um, I, I don't remember. It was something but, but uh, from oh, Planet 9000. Yes. From Planet, also, Planet 9? Planet 9, like out of space, yes. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's actually like, 67 on Rotten Tomato. Yeah, but that's because of Ed Wood. <laughs> Guaranteed. Voted Wheaties, Aaron. Yeah, I'm doing like the Ryan Gosling. So bad, it's good cinema. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Who's next? So back onto Hitchcock. This was the oh, film you were talking about before, Kieran. This is the one that's basically shot in one continuous take to make it look like that. It's called Rope. Rope. That's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with this one, like I said, it's basically made to look like one full take. It's just basically, it's, it's a, for like most of the films that were made in the 50s and 40s, a lot of them are based off plays. So they try and make yeah. it like plays sometimes. And um, it's just set in one location. You have a party, bring somebody over, try and kill him, and then basically just all in one take. And it's literally, the way it's shot is beautiful, because like you said, it's just like trailing the cameras. The only time 
obviously back in those days they had to obviously change the film so it, he would just zoom into someone's back change the film yeah, and like then it zoom back out so obviously it's just continuous so there's no cuts or anything or hardly any cuts in the film it's all just long 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 takes and it's, mm-hmm. it's a great film I remember when I watched it I was like oh, this is great and I love the premise of it again it's one of those Hitchcock thriller films like Hitchcock and murder that's all you need but yeah. To be fair, I would put I would put it as number two in my sight, like as in Alfred Hitchcock's best films. I think it's like it's such a well done film. Like I just completely forgot the name because I hadn't seen it in a while, but I really like it, Rope. I thought it was really and James Stewart is just amazing actor. Absolutely incredible. Big Jim. Yeah. Jared. Top five. Oh. One second. Sorry, babe, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm filming okay. over here. <laughs> Number five, I've given it to Metropolis. Mad. Didn't expect that. I just really like sci-fi. I did mention it, yeah, because yeah. obviously it's to do with like artificial intelligence. Yeah. So, um, but I think the thing that I really like about it is the like you know the hand. Well, I don't, they're not a hand drawn. So they're um. The like model cities of the future. <laughs> Jamie, did you just think I what I just thought? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hand, what do you hear me say? Like, hand you know, I talk about the hand jobs, you know. <laughs> it's hand drawing, obviously, but he's hand job. Yeah, so they're like model oh, cities, and I just, I just think it's so like amazing. Like you can see Blade Runner in this film. Yeah. Like I, just, I just, I don't know. I just love films that like. You can just tell have influenced other films. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's not yeah. really much I want to say about it, but it's um, it's German, German. good, good film. Uh, I think they made a animated version of it. Yeah. Metropolis yeah. Anime, two thousand and one. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Kevin. Mad. Anyway, five. my number five is a film that I know is going to be mentioned later. Because of how much Jared loves it, but it is 12 Angry Men. Bambi. 12 Angry Men. Um, I'll, Men. We'll, imagine we'll talk about it later, but sim- similar to my number four that's coming up, fucking love the dialogue. Like, love the exchanges and the character interactions. And it's a purely, there's nothing really fancy about it. And that's one thing I love. And I love all characters and about how, like, you don't really delve that much into the characters itself. It's more just like you they unfold through their conversate conversating and the communication and it's just such an enthralling watch. And the end of the movie as well was so well done. Like I look like how they all like banded together kind of throughout this whole well even conflicted throughout this whole movie. And to know that and in the end they all just walk off. Like, it was just, like, kind of, like, just that thing. They're not going to, like, it's not, like, a big thing. They just kind of go about their normal day. And it's just, I don't know, it's just so well done. Such an amazing film. And I imagine it's going to be talked about more. But, yeah, just, I love the film. Cool. Uh, I want to quickly mention, like, the films that I thought were 50s. But they're not. So I would have put them in my 60s list. Uh, and those were Flight of the Phoenix with James Stewart. Because I just I just think of James Stewart in the 50s for some reason or like prior to that. 
A uh, great, great film, uh, and a film called I don't know if I pronounced it right, uh, La Ventura, or the Adventure. La Ventura, yeah. Um, that's nineteen sixty, which I was really annoyed about. I honestly thought that was fifties. Um, that's such a beautiful film that I'd have put on the list last week. But going on these ones, um, my number five is um. Vertigo. So, Vertigo, um, I really, really liked it. Um, It was, like I was saying before, I was like delving into was, I feel like the plot is like amazing, but it just went a little bit too far with it. If if it didn't go a bit too far with it, I would have put it higher. I think like the whole like swapping the other girl, like at that point was a bit like, far-fetched but um, the acting is amazing in it and the colour but the thing that like was mesmerising to me was uh, the actress I'm trying to think Kim Novak I'll be back in a sec by the way I'll just need to go downstairs to go to the toilet <laughs> but, but yeah right that Kim Novak oh my god like she's just like I was unreal. literally going to mention like the Hitchcock blonde girls but I was going to mention somebody else I, I, honestly, I couldn't believe it. I was like watching her in the scene, and like not like, oh, she's fit, but like she's just unreal in it. Like the the way like they made her look in the film was just mm. like I don't, I can't explain it. Um, but it's yeah, like but, she just had this glow around her all the way through. I, I just can't explain like putting. No, I I know exactly what you mean, but I'm gonna talk about the other one. Um. But yeah, and I couldn't all, all the way through. I couldn't stop thinking like when she was in it, and even when like. The, the craziest part was when, like, she's not blonde. Mm. And it's like she's not in colour anymore. It's like she was, like, black and white at that point. And it was just literally a hair change. Mm. But then when, like, they make her blonde again, it's like, what the hell is going on? Like Hitchcock loves his blonde women. It's, it was <laughs> weird. Honestly, I was like, what is, like, it was unreal. Yeah, I like, Vertigo was very, very good. And it is also my number five. Um, however it was one of those that I again it's one of those I watched a long time ago if I watched it again recently it could have got higher but some of the films that I've watched recently were higher um, because I really enjoyed them more but um, like I said Vertigo it's it's iconic it's mostly regarded as probably his best film of all time Mm. I disagree but I can appreciate for what it is like I said it's a very good film I was never bored or disinterested at any point I thought it's an incredible film, but after watching some of the films that I've watched recently, I was like, the other blonde lady is a lot better. Um, I actually thought, like, I know it's only like a minute scene, but I actually really like the special effects. Well, like, considering it's like 50s. Um, no, um, just like the bit where he's like, like insane, like the bit where he goes to sleep. Yeah. Um, also, what I'll say as well is like I didn't realize how good the cinematography was in the Hitchcock films. Um, there were scenes in this where like there's just shots which were literally like a picture, yeah. um, which you could literally just have like a full poster of it. I think especially in North by Northwest, uh, but in this film as well, like I, I just didn't realize how good these films looked. I still think he is the one of, or probably the greatest director of all time, by far. Mm, it's hard to argue. 
it's just like it, like I said, it just goes a bit too dogs. far. Like it, it's like Miyazaki. Like it just. I wish Vertigo was just simplified a little bit more than it is. Yeah. yeah um, fourth place, Jared. Fourth place for me. I have given it to. Lady and the Trump. I am Siamese, if you please. <laughs> Don't, please. <laughs> I, like, when I was looking at all the animated films, because I was like, right, they're going to be in my list, let, let's not lie. Like, I was just going to smash all the Disney films. I looked at them and thought, which one really holds up the best? And for me, Lady and the Tramp is such a timeless story of dogs in love. <laughs> you do see a lot of dogs these days on the street in love, don't you? The meatball scene, the dog snatchers. I really love the, the other dogs in <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> like, stop laughing. <laughs> I'm being totally serious. Like, have you you've seen um like <laughs> you know it's like the Scottish dog, is it? He's like he's like, oh the major. I really love the dogs. I just can't believe how good a film Lady and the Champ is. And like I feel so bad just, I, I, I know what you mean and I take it seriously. It's just the way you said like I love the dogs. <laughs> I love <laughs> He's gone. Have you watched Finding Nemo? I love the fish. I just love the fish in it. Just the fish. <laughs> like she, like, is it weird? Like I actually think she's like an attractive dog. I know. <gasps> We've all been there. She's. <laughs> Is this Jared's first? I'm really like legit serious though. Like she's just like a good. Like cute drawn dog. She, she's a good girl. She's a good girl. Yeah, like you just be like that is such a cute dog, like and like he's just cool, and like mm. it's just a good story. I, Where I, is Jamie? Is I he... don't know if I don't know if it's like the first, but I don't know if I'm like praising it too much. But in it, like the first, like there's so many movies like this now, like Pretty Woman, Crazy Wish, Crazy Rich Asians. In it, like the first one of them, where it's like the lady and the tramp. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> with that plot. I swear there's, like, so many movies like that now. And I feel like... I it's just think a good movie. That. And I'm sorry fair, I offended Jamie by saying that I like dogs sharing meatballs. He don't like dogs. He don't understand it. He doesn't... He's never been there. I'm sorry, did this person not have Dalmatians at number 10 on his list? He's never Mad. been there at, like, 2am where, like, he scrolled through in, uh, Instagram and he saw a lady pop up. You know, but like, you know what I mean? Like, Lady and the Tramp is the American dream. Mm. Get some, get you some rich <laughs> women dog. Get yourself a rich bitch. Get yourself a rich bitch. <laughs> Just to it clarify, like, I've never been on Instagram at 2 a.m. What's up, Lady and the Tramp? <laughs> <laughs> They're a thick lady. <laughs> oh, fucking Kim K, that dog. <laughs> Maybe that—that's what they're based on, you know. Like they saw Lady in the Champ. Like, Kanye, Lady, Lady Kanye and Kim, 
Kanye West and Kim <laughs> K. Are lazy in the trunk. <laughs> well, which I one's which? Trump. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so right, moving on from that. <laughs> My number four is a film I don't think any of you guys have watched, but you should. Same it is time. called. No, <laughs> it is called. The, it's called the Defiant Ones. Okay. It's not a documentary before anywhere, even though that is a sick documentary. But The Defiant Ones is basically a film about um, a white and a black convict trying to evade capture. Like, they've, they've literally just escaped from prison and are trying to evade capture, journeying to the north. And it is, without doubt, one of my favourite duo films. It, it is such a bromance kind of film, and it, it's... It's a typical kind of like, you know, story about like getting rid of hate and all that like kind of shit. But I just love the way the characters just kind of like go, like fall in love with each other kind of thing. Not in that way, but before Jerry gets too excited. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but just get, what are you doing? I don't know Jeremy? what you're referring to. <laughs> what is I, I just like? said it was um, a good film about dogs. That's all that was said. That's all I heard. But like, no, I think the Defiant Ones is like one of the best kind of bromance films out there, and it is so like the dialogue in it is so clean and cusp. Kind of reminds me of Sorkin, not gonna lie. And it like the story of it. It's nothing too special in terms of story, but it kind of hits you, uh, especially at the end. It just it's just such a good tale. It's such a well told story. The question and is, like are they the defiant ones? Well, yeah. Okay, cool. Because they're not only not only defying like the law and trying to break away, but also they're defying the racial stereotypes that haunt America during that time period. And yeah, it's just a great film. I really love it. I feel more people should watch it. I say, I say that a lot. In every decade, I've said that about one film. Like, I feel like more At people least. should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. They fucking should. Aaron. Agreed. Um, North by Northwest. Is my number four. Oh, uh, this one's going to do well. Nah, I loved it. Um, it was the, my favourite Hitchcock film. For sure that I've seen. Um, yeah, I've seen his best one, yeah. That one. Psycho. Yeah, first. Psycho. I've seen bits of Psycho, which... Just, you you uh, should watch Psycho. It's not that scary. No, it's not. It's scary. It's just um, old. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't watched it. I probably should watch it. You, you um, should watch it. But yeah, uh, North by Northwest. Like, exactly what Jared was saying. Like the the Bond influence. I feel like I've always grown up on like watching Bond films, and um, you can see where it just inspired those those films, like especially the early Connery ones, and. I could have seen with Cary Grant and it's just like he can just kill it, you know what I mean? Like you just watch him and you just like just wanna be that guy. Um story is a little bit far fetched, like I've said on the other ones, but no, I love it. And we have spoken spoke about it a lot. Yeah. Um I don't get the hype with North by Northwest, I really don't I'm the same. I, I don't I, I accept with with Hitchcock he's a suspenseful director. He's not a spy director. Maybe because I don't enjoy spy I films as much as like 
your horror-y, murder-y ones. Maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it as most. But, um, I mean, it's I just think it's like a, just, like, um, it's just like a cool plot. Like, this guy was just, like, forced into a role that wasn't his. And he's in the wrong like, place at the wrong time, man. Um, my dad was saying, like, when I was watching it, I was saying that, like, it is weird that, like, they didn't say he was, like, ex-military or... He didn't have a background. He he just took it on his stride, like very calmly all the way through the movie. <laughs> like even when he's being kidnapped, he's like still like so cool inside. Like it's a uh, typical Friday. Yeah, exactly. Like all the way through, like it's like it's a typical Friday. And um, but what I was saying about um, Vertigo before as well, like I just didn't realize like the cinematography on these Hitchcock films, and it's just there's some shots of San Francisco in this and it was just unreal absolutely unreal and the, the Rushmore shots as well like where they picked some certain locations to film there really special it's not real <laughs> what and it's not real with Rushmore well it's like a little bit um, I remember reading about it afterwards uh, on Wikipedia and is that literally a sign saying North by Northwest was shot here. <laughs> Is that that you just a sign <laughs> in some grass? <laughs> North by Northwest was shot here, really. Literally, if you go onto Wikipedia and type in North by Northwest, there's a picture of that somewhere, and it's literally saying North by Northwest was shot here. And it's just grass. Here. Literally, look. Surprising. <laughs> 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 well, well finished my chocolate good. pudding. I'm actually going to look at that. Come on, baby. Tell me more. No. Well, to be fair, the picture is quite small, so that's why you can only see grass, but still. <laughs> it's just a picture of the sign. Mm. It's not on Wikipedia. I haven't found it. Oh. Found what? it? Oh, is it the sign by near Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Just a piece of grass. <laughs> <laughs> North by Northwest filmed in this area. Go over there. <laughs> like, go over there. It was somewhere over there. <laughs> Literally. Um, but going on, my next one is Hitchcock. Who would have thought? <laughs> Good lad. And it is Rear Window. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Who? Wait, you're not going to talk about this blonde in that are you wait 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 yes Who'd... really grace kelly is incredible the princess of monaco I... she quit acting to marry a prince what a life <laughs> i've got to say i've never seen rear window but i feel like i'm missing out yeah it it's like it's it's good but i feel like it could have just been like i feel like a lot of plot points in it just like i just don't give a shit about no, like I, said, I, just, I really loved because, like I said, it was all filmed in this this one location. It was just basically the whole action was just in his room, and it's whatever he saw. Even when Grace Kelly and uh, the other lady was going out into the garden, it's literally still from his perspective. You don't see anything else; it's all from his view. And yeah. the shots where it's just going into his camera and his binoculars, and you're just viewing what he's seeing, and it, the voyeurism of it is just beautiful. Like. It's just all him, and it's nobody else's perspective. It's everything from his views. And like I was saying before, 
when Aaron was talking about it. You don't know if this guy's actually killed his wife or what's going on. It's just his mind could be playing tricks on him and if what's going on there. I mean, I'd love it to think if it came down to it, he actually didn't kill him, his wife, and he, she just turns up and just like, what's going on? <laughs> it's just like, it's just his mind because he's, want, he's been I in isolation so time. long. Yeah, um, that would have been a great twist, but um, I feel like Hitchcock, they needed that and that needed that little bit. And, and obviously... Yeah what happens at the end and stuff like that as well. So, um, yeah, I was, I knew I'd like it, but I, I loved it. It was brilliant. I was really impressed with how, like, it, it looked like, um, with how, how it was shot, like the bits where it is in like the binoculars and stuff, like how did they film that? Like how, how did they make like film from that far away and then focus that well? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I get what you like, mean. Was it a set or was it an actual building? That's because yeah. it looks like an actual building. But then, how did they make it like each window, like it's you just, see through, like yeah, perfectly? It's just great as well because all the all the minor characters, like the guy playing the piano and the ballerina and stuff like that, as well. It's just great. Like you have What's no... the dog about it though. Like why why did they just kill a dog like for no reason? Well, you you kind of find that out in quite a lot of old films. Unfortunately, that does happen. It happened in um, Lady well, Sam. No, uh, just randomly for no reason uh, to kill a mockingbird. Just randomly killed the dog, didn't he? Is that all right? Is that why? <laughs> you want to watch uh, that new Tom Holland film? That's a random killer dog. Is that yeah. No. I haven't, like, I want to watch it, but no. I haven't, I don't know. It's just not been gripping me as much as I, like, I, I thought I'll I'd spoil, really want to watch it. I'll but... spoil a slight scene. There's a scene where, like, there's a... Um, a crucified dog on a cross. Like, wow, the heck? Mm-hmm. Bad. I the point where I turned it off. Now I really want to watch it. <laughs> but uh, just going back to it for just one final moment, because like you were saying with Kim Nowak, like Grace mm. Kelly in that film, like you said, it was just one I didn't even realise it was Grace Kelly, you know. Like, literally, I watched two Grace Kelly films, both Hitchcock, because he, like I said, he likes his blonde ladies and, like, his blonde leading ladies and... I watched the Grace Kelly films. I like she literally took over the screen. Like mm. what you say, like Kim Nowak, like she's just there and it's just taking over and like her beauty and like amazingness of like of who she is, just completely like just takes you out of the scene and she's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Jared, my number three. Number three. three. Yes, In top I'm, threes. I'm giving it to Vertigo. Oh, you know Vertigo. <laughs> a place called Vertigo. <laughs> the um, imagery in the film is superb, and I think that's one thing that Hitchcock has just like you've mentioned it in other films. How he just like he gets them shots. Like I really love that shot where he's under the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's just him and the woman. Yeah, do you know the one I'm on about? I think I mixed that up with. That being because I've watched them both in the last like couple I of about, days, yeah, yeah. I think you said that for North by North, yeah. That's the like, shot I was on about. It's a kind of photo you could have a screensaver, it's like such mm. a superb shot. And then you've got like obviously the scene, isn't where... that Woody Allen's Manhattan? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like the picture. No, wait, is, I, I think it is North by North. Oh, no, 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 it's vertical. Go, Just type in vertical and have a look at the images. Wait, one of the yeah, because uh, thingy, because. Um, 
Northbound Northwest isn't set in San Francisco. I've, I've completely swapped these films around. When I was talking about a woman, I meant the woman in Vertigo, not Northbound. <laughs> <laughs> so the woman in Vertigo is... Was Kim Novak? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's what he said, yeah. Are you talking about that. the one from North so by Northwest then? No, no, I was talking about the one from Vertigo. I don't, I'm confused at this point. Yeah, I mean, the one by, you just, North, by you just get so, the woman she's like, on right So much weird imagery in the film. Like, you know the bit where, like, they're on the bell tower? Mm. And it's just, like, you can, like, the way they do the Vertigo shots are so good. And it's just, like, it's just such a ratchet film. But I, to me, I think it's no, uh, not no one's, Hitchcock's um, most watchable film. Yeah. It's great. Kevin. Yeah, number three for me. Uh, my number three. Akira Kurosawa again. Hey, the last yeah, one on this like list. One. <laughs> He's only like had the last, four. <laughs> the last one is we all know what it is. It's Seven Samurai. Is this the last Kurosawa film? Yeah. On my number list, three. Yeah. Whoa. Fuck yeah. Amazing. I thought that'd be number one. Be that good. No, no, but I'm saying like, what, what's three. his number two and one gonna be now? Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. The, oh well, number two you might respect. Jamie, you might respect. I respect. It, but, I respect. But no, I just love it so much. Oh, wait. I, I know what one of them is going to be, obviously. <laughs> Seven Samurai, one of the most well shot films of all time. Beautiful, stunning. How it can go from like a close up to a lot, extreme long shot with one movement of the camera is incredible. The story is awesome. Badass as fuck. Probably one of the greatest character introductions of all time. Fucking amazing film! I think everyone needs to watch Seven Samurai. It is just one of the must-watch films, like top, top tier for me. I really uh, do want to so. watch it. It's just I don't know. It's, it's like one it's of them films that's film, put but... in such a like to me like a bubble that I've not seen it now. It's like, is it gonna live up? Yeah, I get what you mean, but I just I love it way too much. I watch I, uh, I watch all the Cinefix um, videos on YouTube. It's one of my favorite channels, and they literally speak about Akira more than you speak about him. <laughs> so um, the... surprising, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you always go back to Seven Samurai, and like they they seem to like they do like the lists of films and stuff like that, and they. Um, it's in so many lists, so many times I talk about it. I, I, I am desperate to watch it, to be fair. It's a great film. I think you should definitely watch it. Cool. Aaron, third place. Uh, uh, my number three is a film that I think is like criminally, criminally underrated. Um, it's like 2001 in a way, but it's an idea of a film I've, I've never seen replicated. And it's a uh, Fantasia. I adore this film. I, I love it so much. And like I was saying about 2001, there are scenes in this because it's set into like segments where they're not as good. But the Sorcerer's Apprentice is probably like one of my favourite like. Scenes I've still in got it. the towel somewhere. I've got literally uh, from when I was a kid. I've got a Fantasia towel. I got this from Berlin. like the actual seven inch from it that's literally what i've got on my towel um but um no i i love it um i've always i've always hated music videos like i, I never ever watch music videos there are obviously it's exceptions to the rule 
Um, but they're, there's always they're always low production. They're never any anything worth watching, really. But with Fantasia, it was putting like beautiful animation with beautiful music, like in sequence. And the the animation was wrote around the music, and it's just so, this parts in it just looks so unreal. Um, and I think it's. Uh, I know they use it in that uh, world of colour at the theme parks and stuff, which is cool and that, but I'm really surprised that it's never really been done before. Uh, done again. Well, it did get done again. No, no, Fantasia, Fantasia 2000. 2000. <laughs> but, like, I mean, like... Um... That's another sequel. That's a Disney animated classic. Oh, okay. I didn't know. But, but, I mean, like, film and music together. Like, I... Like, I, I don't want to mention it, but, like, Kanye's Runaway film. Like, if you haven't seen that, that's amazing as well. That's kind of... Oh, amazing. love it, yeah. Um, Can you? But um, Can you? I wish there was more, like, films where it's in sequence of the music. Cool. Um, so that's back to me. Third place, we went from one blonde bombshell to the most iconic blonde bombshell. It's some like it hot. Ooh. Regardless that, of one um... of the... Marilyn Monroe. Monroe, yes. That's what I was thinking of. I mean, regardless of one of the greatest... Yes. Happy birthday, Mr. President. (laughs) Regardless of one of the greatest comedy movies of all time. Um, It was one of those films, like, I've never watched a Marilyn Monroe film before. And I was like, I need to watch this. because I bought the box out, I got it quite cheap. Uh, It's the only one I've still watched, though. Um... It's just a, it's a great film. Like you don't expect films of that age to make you laugh as much as obviously, like say, dumb films do nowadays. Like say yeah. you could you could put something like Little Nicky on and you fucking laugh at it because you know it's shit, but you know it's funny. You know you're gonna laugh. But then like some like a heart is just brilliant. The comedy in it and um, I can't remember the actors. Um, it's not Billy Wilder, is it? Who's in it? Jack Lemmon. Um, I'm sure it's Jack Lemmon and someone else Tony Curtis yeah and yeah. basically what, what they're doing is they're trying to get away from the um, the police and they just dress up as women and join this all women's like band on this tour bus pretending to be oh, women right. it's amazing like it's mm. hilarious it's just a great film wasn't, wasn't that the scene with uh, yeah I, I was going to say like it was one of the first scenes like I got shown in like the most iconic scenes ever. For no, me. the most iconic scene is Seven Year Rich, which is the one where she's blowing up a dress. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's Seven Year Rich. Mm. Yeah, that's from Seven Year Rich, where she's walking over the subway gators. But um, now I haven't seen that one. But like I said, Some Like It Hot is just an iconic film. And when I was talking about 1959s and under, so like, it was 1959 just, so it's like it definitely has to go on the list. So like I said, it is yeah. one of the. I mean, to be fair, release date, 2014, it says. <laughs> <laughs> a little out of the... Yeah, but um, it was definitely... Um, 1959, it's such a great film as well. Um, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, number two, Jared. Uh, number two, I have given it two. <laughs> this is probably the most left-field one, but... I'm going to put it here at number two because it, it's in my collection, which obviously is a state stamp of approval for a good film. Um, it's Animal Farm. Oh, 
mad. As in the George Orwell book. As in the George as Orwell book. As in the Pink Dictator. I, ne- I never, knew, uh, never knew it was a film. Yeah, it's uh, 1954. The film isn't anything special, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> You're number two, Jeff. No, let me explain, let me explain. <laughs> I don't think you understand <laughs> these. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, all right, let me explain. So... While the film might not be special in the sense of like North by Northwest or something, if you know the story of Animal Farm, it's just the basic premise of is it um, Russian? Yeah, Yeah, no, it's it's about the Russian Revolution basically. That's what it's about, and um, like you just it's really cool how even when you're like down and you're like right we're gonna overthrow somebody like you see it all the time with like Gaddafi and that right there's a leader we don't like him let's get rid of him and then a military coup just comes and just takes over and they're even worse like it just it still goes on today and this is a this is a book that he wrote in 1945 yeah and it's just a good film to betray it and I think like to be honest I would show this in history lessons if I was a history teacher mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you say no, it's just, thank <laughs> god you know I just no, like, I, I was literally I was hoping he was gonna say you know uh, I was waiting for it to happen I was like I, I was bracing myself for him to say it and it's basically just like hey it's having a farm it's like you think of all these like Russian revolution but you know with a pig. <laughs> it's like bringing the pigs back. Have you ever seen a pig? <laughs> and like, like the rules changing. So they've got the rules on the wall and it's like, um, oh, uh, two hands bad. It's like two, two legs bad, four legs good. Unless like for a certain reason and that. And they just change it and change it and change it's it. It's like... like every- it's like yeah, everyone human. is equal, but some are more equal than others. Yes, literally. So, yeah. such, it's just such a good story that while the animation might not be the best, it just still tells the story. Yes. Yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. Definitely. That's what, that's what I meant. Story. I wasn't saying it was bad compared to like something like North by Northwest is a better film than Animal Farm, without a doubt. But Animal Farm, the story just resonates with me still. And I just love the book, and I felt it just did the book justice. So, yeah, my number two. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, with a film like North by Northwest as well, you know it's going to get the appreciation from everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. No one's ever heard of Animal Very Farm. Very left field. I didn't expect I'm that. Not, I've never heard of Animal Farm. I just remember watching it as a kid and just absolutely loving it. And then I watched it again recently, and it's still just good. Good story. Has anyone, yeah. Have you seen The Page Master? Page Master. That was a underrated uh, animation film that I loved as a kid. Give it a quick Google. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, have you seen it? No, it's Carly Culkin. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so good. No, I've it, never it's, seen it. It's, it's, it's actually, there's a good story behind that. It's done by the Disney animators were getting annoyed in the 90s for some reason. Maybe pay or something like that. And then they made that film. It's, it's probably because hand-drawn animation takes so bloody long to do. Yeah. It's, it's such an expensive, underrated film. But I'm getting quite excited now, now, Kieran. So, 
I know what one of you two is going to be. He's going to be like, it's not an Akira film, but you know what? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just whole, like, filmography throughout <laughs> Hold on, hold on. We've got a late entry. Um, <laughs> it's just released another film. It, <laughs> I've just but, finished it. Time to go back and release Star Wars. <laughs> I actually but, um, it on 1.5 in the background that no one saw. <laughs> but literally, number two is probably one of my favourite horror films of all time. Oh. Horror film? It is Nosferatu. Oh, oh I forgot yes. you were going Weird, it makes me feel horrible, that film. Nosferatu. I find it so hard to watch that film. Like, in terms of, I can get through a lot of films. He is so fucking scary. Yeah, it's weird. I can't. Really no, weird. literally, it is horrifying. And for a, for a film to do that, that was released 80 years ago, I, I don't know how it can, like, it terrifies Creepy. me. Honestly, you could bring me any kind of horror film, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, The Exorcist, all of them, and they do not compare to how terri- like terrifying the Nosferatu is to me. Um, just something, and, like, the whole, like, shadow and chiaroscuro lighting is just fucking amazing. And the way, like, the green, I know it was more from the time, but the way, like, kind of, like, greenish, yellowish green of the film really, like, puts that film, like, into a new height of horror for me. And it's just such a really haunting story and kind of a tragic story as well. Mm-hmm. And definitely one of the best vampires, like, ever. Nosferatu, uh, isn't it, like, the, the Tim Burton style? Yeah, it's German yeah, expressionism. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah exactly. Tim Burton, like before Tim Burton. Hands in German expressionism was mad. Metropolis, um, Nosferatu, obsessed with films like that. Oh, don't know. Okay, that that film's dog shit. German expressionism like, just makes me think of film and like literally. There's, yeah. There's only one thing I hate more than German expressionism, and that's French, French New Wave. Wave. <laughs> I fucking hate French New Wave. <laughs> Worst type French of films ever. I nearly slit my throat watching about that Sudway. <laughs> You want Jared just did like, oh, wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> I hate about the suit I had to do. I hate comedy. French New Wave so much. Breathless can suck me. Yeah, that's what about the suit is. But like, I like the not... one with the eye. You know where they cut the eye. <laughs> oh, Unchiena do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. That one, not gonna lie, that's pretty good. But like, Nosferatu is just not gonna lie. Aaron, if you haven't watched it, no, like, I've, you... I've actually seen Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Oh, two, two, two. Nosferatu. No, it's watch Nosferatu. It's the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but what did, you th- what did you think of it, Aaron? It's terrifying. I lasted about. I've watched about ten minutes of it. So he hasn't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I saw like everyone saying like, "Oh, it's based on a." The... I saw this Tim Burton thing, and then I saw the guy, and I was like, "This looks weird. This looks kind of funky. Let's whack it on." Uh, and I literally put it on and like you know those like f- uh, 480p like on YouTube just yeah. and then literally I got like 10 minutes in being like I can't watch this it's terrifying this I don't, it just made me feel horrible it did it's so unsettling and mm. if you haven't watched Nos- like the thing is everyone kind of knows and it's one of my favourite words like names of all time Nosferatu like it's just something about that Rolls is terrifying it, it does roll off the tongue, and it is very. I think it's like the nos, like that very first, like the four I've letters. I've had nos just, before. I was nos. Gonna say, nos is a bit <laughs> of Fast and Furious. 
Nos. No, no. Like, it's just like the F is such a good bridge between the two sounds. But I don't know. It's just, I really love this film. I adore it. It's like, it's one of the first, like, it was so terrifying, but like in a good way. Like, I was watching it at night and it was, I can't remember when it was, but I think it was near Halloween. Might be anniversary, but like, but yeah, I was just totally freaked out by it. Like, because when I watch horror films, I like to be in like pitch black, volume up, kind of like, and Nosferatu, it's just, I really, I don't like jump scares that much, but Nosferatu does not depend on jump scares, just full on terror, disturb, disturb your kind of thing, and it's just, oh, it just creeps me out, it's such a, it's such a well-made horror film, and to have that effect when it was made in, like, the 1920s, 1930, or 1910s, wasn't it? Like, stuff 1922. Was, 20s. 22. Coming up to the 100th anniversary, 100 years. And it still is terrifying. I just think that from shorts in twenty two. Actually, yeah, twenties. Yeah, yeah, twenty two. I didn't even send it in. I know. Oh my god! I want. I want. (laughs) I hope they release a hundredth anniversary edition, like four K. Like a hundred years. Isn't there like there's someone that like looks like him or was made to look like him? I can't remember. Oh, didn't um? They made a remake. They made a remake. (laughs) They made a remake of Nosferatu and oh um. No, it was uh, what's his name? Hit not fucking Hitchcock. Werner Herzog, that's it. Werner Herzog. He did a remake of Nosferatu, and it just like even though I get what he was trying to do, he, it was not like Nosferatu just wasn't as terrifying. It he paid more to like the the kind of like sadness and tragedy of Nosferatu rather than the horror of it. But I think the original film just made you know it so I th- good. You know what I think though, like. Like, if I saw that film now, I'd be like, oh, like, Avatar's like, nah, not going to see that. Not a chance. But you won't see anything other than, like, the post. <laughs> so imagine <laughs> just going into that movie, like, just, like... Just seeing <laughs> him walk up the stairs, like... I'd be like, straight away, like, Cinnabit, what is this? <laughs> exactly. Hi, have a beautiful time. So I'd rather go to the cinema with... Uh, oh, I imagine what watching Nosferatu in cinema. Yeah, it'd be horrible. In a German gothic love... castle. Oh, mate, that's a fucking projector, it, it... abandoned castle. Nosferatu, I'm There's loads of, like, films like that. Thing I'm like. sure they'll definitely do that in Transylvania at some point, in, like, Hungary, like, somewhere. Yeah, 100th we'll anniversary, 2022. I want to Let's do, do that. Let's do it, mate. Let's all go. Aaron, you'll love it. I would, yeah, <laughs> Aaron, will <laughs> it, mate. Let's do it. No, the thing is, but Aaron's got to sit at the very front and we've got to all sit <laughs> behind you. I know, the, uh, I know the Regent dude. Like, we could try and get him like, to put it on there. Just at the Yo, there. I would actually love that. I, I would pay to do that. Like, that they always do votes. Just Let's just, just flood it. Let's just get that four of us. I mean, they don't yeah. get that many votes probably anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We've got. 11 votes this week. <laughs> hell, lads. That's more viewers than us. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. right. Number two. Cool. Um, Aaron, what's missed out on top spot? What is number deuce? My number two. Two, two, two. Strangely enough, it's very, very similar to Kieran's choices. Number two. Nos- Nosferatu. It is... James Stewart in A Wonderful Life. It's a wonderful life. Now, okay. this film, honestly, like, it's nothing like Nosferatu. 
And like Die Hard, I watch it every year for Christmas. And um, it's just so special. Like, um, it's it's a Christmas carol, but so much better. Um, I mean, you can see the influence in like films like Groundhog Day, like I was saying, but like, it's such a beautiful story of, um, like, if you've not seen it, it's just like a guy has a life and um, this guy steals a bit of money from me and loses his business and then goes in this rabbit hole saying like, oh, I wish I wasn't born. So then he spews his life as if he wasn't born and, and it's just really beautiful and wholesome, like, and James Stewart, like, I think it's, I know, like, obviously, like, he's famous for all the Hitchcock films, probably, but I think this is his best performance that I've seen him in, um, and I absolutely love it. It's timeless. I have seen his tower as well, strangely enough, but it's not as good. Yeah, my number two. Uh, it's only been said once so far, so I'm thinking it's going to be somebody's number one coming up next. It's 12 Angry Men. I mean, oh. <laughs> Jared's face is like, yes, yes. The one thing that I love the most about this film is they don't have any names. They're just known as 1, yeah. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And literally you don't know any basic backstory literally just go in you just numbers and like you said the way they just interact with each other and the way the story unfolds and him like obviously trying to i mean it's one of those things that i think it's the one of the most um used plots now and you'll, you'll watch a random tv show and they'll all have like this random episode where they're all trying to do this one thing where they're all like trying to convict like the, they've gone to jury duty and they all just like homage 12 angry men like yeah you, I've, I've watched so many tv shows where they've got like a 12 angry men episode where they're just in and they've just got to convince the other 11 that obviously they're not guilty and it's one of these like scenes that's always been homage for so long and you'd think it would drag just one location just 12 people in a room talking and it literally it flies by and it's such a great film and like I said, when I was disappointed by two, To Kill a Mockingbird, I was like, I hope this film doesn't disappoint. And then Jared was like, it's sick. Then now I was like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, like it is. Like I absolutely loved it. So didn't make number one, but I'm sure it's Jared's number one. So take it away, Jared. Uh, my number one is uh, 12 Angry Men. <laughs> <laughs> It was always that film that, you know, when you look on IMDb and it's like... What's it's like 7th or 8th, isn't it? Yeah, what's this yeah, random it's... film? Because obviously I've seen Shawshank, seen Batman, and then it's just this like, random film. It's like, what's this one? <laughs> I've never even heard of it or anything. So eventually I just... I'd, I was waiting for to find it on DVD, and I found it on DVD, uh, and I just watched it, and my God, like, there's not a lot of films that, like... I want to rewatch it straight away after watching it. And I was just like, great. And I'm like, this is a 50s film, for Christ's sake. Like, like I'm just trying to think the way to word it. Because, like, maybe with, like, Seven Samurai, I think the reason why I probably haven't watched it yet is because I'm not sure if the film would grip me the whole mm. duration of the film. And it's a long film. And I think if I lost, like, if I faded away, 
from it, I would just lose the film because it's in yeah. foreign. But with 12 Very Men, I never like wanted to look away. Like it's like it's like almost like the way I'll tell you story. Like I never want to look away. I just want to keep watching it because it's just like a short, snappy film. And you're just like, wow, like this dude has completely turned the whole jury's opinion with no he doesn't know. He doesn't you only see one image. You know you actually actually never know if you actually did it or not, do you? So yeah. yeah, that's the thing. That's what I love about it. You've seen one, you see one image at the start of the dude's face, and that's it. You don't like. Does he look, look like eighteen-year-old like little Jewish boy? Yeah, he don't look like a killer, but it is like this is why I'd love to do jury service for this film because, like, <laughs> no, but just imagine it though. No, you, yeah, yeah. You go into it, and it's like. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into it with an open mind, and there's the people who are just instantly gonna be like guilty. Like you know, Jared. You know, Jared's just gonna be that prick that's like everyone's guilty. It's like I think it's not guilty. No. (laughs) I'm going to change your mind, but he admitted it on the stand. No, it's a lie. He wants his own twelve angry men. I'm hung, so this is a hung jury. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like, you just get it. Like, there's a few of them are just like, right, he's it, he's, he's it, he's done it, end of, that's it. And yeah. you just like, you hate people like that in real life. You just like, why are you like that? Why, why are you not more open minded to things? And you just set in your ways. And like, this is what I think the issue is when you get like white supremacists. I don't think they understand the idea of looking at other people's perspective i think they just say it right this is how i feel about it fuck you and your opinion yeah and like you just and you just see it like how we we, you can change people's mind and thing is at the end you don't know if they've let innocent like a guilty man off you don't know that one of my favorite bits like i said when he's um looking to convince everybody it's just a whole like um you got two marks on your nose on either side. Yeah, like, you know, oh, there's so many, like, look, he just does, like, one little thing for each person. They're like, well, yes, maybe you're right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, like, uh, I just, I love how it's, like, it's literally, like, two rooms. It's the courtroom, mm-hmm. and it's literally just, like, right, 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 they're speaking. Yeah, it's they're your speaking. next hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, like, it, like, I can't, I think... Best film ever in one room. Yeah. I would. Without a doubt. I yeah, I'd can... probably have to think Single about location. it, but I get, yeah. yeah. There's one for you, Aaron. Which best one? Best films in one room. Yeah, you need to shout it out. You do one every episode. Here's one Top for you. Top ten films of uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds Buried. <laughs> oh, my God. I went to cinema to watch that film. That is a film, I tell you that. That is, yeah. Bloody the ending like... just fucked me up. That it's whole just ending. like... 50 minutes in and he's like oh there's a snake in here as well like uh, <laughs> where'd you come from mate <laughs> you're not you're not seen that snake for the last three hours like <laughs> snakes on a plane <laughs> one location technically yeah yeah <laughs> actually we if we're getting technical oh, uh so men is two locations because they're going to the toilet yeah, but that's still right. like oh, yeah, the and they're outside. Jewelry. It's still the jewelry room. And they are outside for the last one location that it's all set in the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah backfield, and I don't care what anyone else has put number one. I will be standing my ground that that is the number one of all time at this list here. Okay, number one number of all one. time at this list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what does that and mean? we get to the all-time films list. Number 10, 1200. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't put it on my list because I had to put it as number 12. <laughs> i tell you what, for a special mention, we'll, we'll do 12 of your top films of all time. <laughs> just so we can have 12 Angry Men and 7 for 7. <laughs> but Kieran, what is your number one? Number one has already been mentioned and I'm really happy that it was Aaron's number two. It's a, it's a wonderful life. No, wow, this is like, a close one between uh, yeah, honestly, honestly, amazing film. Probably in my top five, top ten of all time. It's a only Christmas is it... film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a you Christmas. You can film, watch man. it outside of Christmas, but it makes oh it yeah, special watching it at Christmas. It's such an incredible film, and I love how the is whole... this the one that they like always repeat on American like TV shows? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always on. It's like. I love how when I first watch it, because you know the premise of it, like, you know, he says he doesn't want to live and like, either wish he was never born and then he travels mm. back. But I love how that occurs in like the last act three. That's act three, basically. And act one and two is basically just his life. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really good because you could they could have just done it in act two or act one, but like anybody would. But the fact that it tells you its life and it tries to bring you into characters, like, no, this is what, like, this is it. Like, this is what you're telling you his life, and it's just so well done. And James Stewart, probably one of my favourite performances of all time in that film. I love, like, the uh, like the romances with, like, when he's yeah. with his wife, and I love the scene where, do you want the moon? Like, I'll lasso you the moon, like... That's with Bruce Almighty. I love, I love that scene, like, it's <laughs> so good. Uh, and the whole dance scene as well. Like before that, yeah, I like it's just such a feel good movie. I want to mm. watch it with like I've never really watched it as a family. Like I've I've only watched mm. it by myself. I don't know how sad that sounds, but <laughs> it's just such a feel good film. And usually I don't go for them, but it's a wonderful life. It's just so good the way it's done, and mm. I don't know. I just really love it, and I love the whole um, kind of like banister thing. I don't know what the ball is at the end of like stairs. Well, you know, when he, like, rips it off and he gets angry yeah, yeah, yeah. at it and he hates it, but then he re-looks back at, like, the Am, you know, am I weird in saying that this film sounds a lot like A Christmas Carol? Yes, yeah, that's what Aaron said when he talked about it. Was, it. Uh, <laughs> like, loosely based. Well, some of it, and it's like, like I say, it's like Groundhog Day as well. Like, sort of those, yeah. those sort of same plot lines. But, it, but it's better than A Christmas Carol, though. I mean, Muppet's yeah. Christmas Carol is good. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it is better, and it's real. It's just so good. I I yeah. really like it. I really want to watch it. Like I probably watch it tomorrow. The problem with this film, right? I hate when like you talk about it and people will be like, "It's too old." Like it's too old. Like oh, it looks so old. Like yeah, but it's just it's so time. And and some films like they are like you generic, old, and boring. But this film is yeah, it's so, it's so like, I mean, wholesome religious kind of stuff about it aside like you know obviously like some people like are turned off by the whole like i'm an angel and i've come down and stuff mm. like that but like when you just knock that out i love of that the, the way quotes of that though like i, yeah. I really like that character though um, oh, i love that every, character, yeah. every time a bell rings, he gets angel, his wings yeah. so probably one of the best freeze frames as well like when um frank it's like gone in the future and um mm. james Stewart's character is older 
and like he's doing like the measuring thing of the briefcase and like they talk over it. It's so good. I love that part. The the little tiny problem with it is that Potter never really gets like his duke what's due course to him, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, but I think like he gets away with it like Yeah. But I, it, I mean, mean it's not like a revenge story, it's it's Christmas film in, in early I think day, but... I think it's like good in the sense of like because I in that way, like he didn't want to go down the same path as like going in a constant battle with him because mm. he's been like that throughout the whole film, basically. And the fact that at the end it was wasn't about him fighting him; it was more it's about his, it does the family. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Mm. You know, he he's got like all people he's met in his life that have helped mm-hmm. him, and yeah, it just makes you realize. Like, not gonna lie, like I hate to get depressive, but like when you watch that and you think, what would my life acts how miserable would people be without me in a yeah, way yeah. you know it's, it's kind of like a really it it's like a really nihilistic thing to think about but it's no. like there are there is people whose life probably would be in worse cases if it was yeah, yeah i totally existing. understand that like i think yeah. everyone thinks about that like you know when you're just depressed and you're just like right yeah mm-hmm. like who am i affecting if i'm not here it was yeah. honestly you do affect people yeah it was honestly like the main reason why i put like Great Escape was my top one as last week, just because like that is another film where it just makes you feel so wholesome, like great, like yeah. Even though there's bad things that happen in that as well, but um, yeah, love, love, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm really happy you put it in number two because I was shitting myself thinking it was it. It was so close to being number one. It was my number one. Oh, what was your number one, Aaron? <laughs> my number one, Dead Easy Now, one of the best films I've ever seen. 12 Angry Men. Lad. Oh my god. Watched this yesterday. Mad, innit? Oh. Isn't it just weird it, that, like. It's mad, yeah. We're not just I saying didn't... it as, like, oh, we remember it from before. It's like you watched it yesterday and it's straight to number one. Yeah. Like, I, I never thought, like, anything would be it's not one for life. Um, but I had this conversation. I've, oh, I have this conversation with like, a few different people where, mainly about music, well, I say, would you rather have like the entire like everything um, in music like it is today, but not have your top ten favorite albums exist, or would you rather have your top ten favorite albums exist and the rest of music is vanished? And I would probably pick the second because my favorites I love so much. Mm-hmm. And if I was making that choice with film, I I could put, watch this film over and over and over again. I know I've only seen it once, like I watched it yesterday, but I've said like many times about films or we've talked about on the podcast, like scene by scene, some films, like they hold out all the way through, but line by line in this film, like every yeah. single line of dialogue, I was gripped, like, and I was speaking on the 70s list about all the president's men and the actor who's not Redford or Hoffman, I couldn't remember his name. I still can't now, but he's in this as well. Like he's amazing in it. As, no, as he doing it in twelve? No, no, he's no. not. Um, no, he's the guy that's like wants to go to watch the baseball. Oh, it's um, yeah, because I, I looked at him. God, uh, Ed Ed Bulger. No, it's not. It's not Ed Beatley. No. no, it's the guy because literally I said to this Mercedes, like he's like he looks so familiar. And like, which one yes, that is? He's from. That film with Sandra Bullock in the night. Um, what? Oh yeah. God! Sorry, lads. I've just seen a 
12 Angry Men re remake. Yeah, there's a remake in 97. No, no, the I'm TV the movie. No, no, I'm not about that. I'm not about like a, a future cast list. Like, he's got Matt Ruffalo, Elijah Wood. Oh, no. Oh, so what no, somebody the wants. Is, they actually was, did remake it in 97, though. There was only I would one love person. to see it be done again. There is only one person who can write that, and we all know who it is. 12 Angry Men. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. There's the, you get I don't no think there's need though. I, w- I wouldn't want like. There's not, there's not a need, but if you're gonna make, if there was like, okay, I'd like to see a modern it. take on it. Sorkin, Sorkin, uh, absolutely, without a doubt, get Sorkin on that. In his good old days when he was on crack, though. Mm, very fair. But no, I, I adore this film, and I just want to watch it again and again and again. And um, I, there's I, I the think dude in it well, looks a bit like um, like uh, what's his name Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. I don't know which dude it is. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, 12 Angry Men. I, um, I don't really like the courtroom stuff. I've never really liked the films-wise. There's nothing that's really stood out to me that I've liked. So I've watched quite a lot of them. Um, TV-wise, I like the OJ stuff, but um, I don't like the Angry Men. <laughs> well, even the TV movie's got a really good. What this film? Yeah, the cast oh. is good for that one. Oh, and they've and they've got. That's see, that's one. That's the movie. only negative I can say about Twelve Angry Men. What's that? It's an all-white cast. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like, that's just of the times, you know. Yeah, they weren't allowed on the jury back then. Oh, were they not? No, oh, no. I just made that up, but probably true. Probably, no, probably. no, to be fair, it's something. I just would have liked can... to have seen. Maybe like a black member of the jury, like maybe just one, for the premise that they they would like almost be like, oh, you you're like, you know what I mean. But the thing is, if you put one in there, it kind of raises the question of like, oh, did you just put a black guy in there just to, because it's a black guy, or did you like put him there for like a specific yeah. reason? I, I just think they could have used a plot in it and then been like, yeah, oh, you're from a poor background like you but I could imagine it's like, like I've oh. said though like about like the war films you can't just suddenly put like a load of women in like yeah I don't understand that video yeah. in, so, like, in, uh, women people in um, in some of the war films but like the, that's probably the best thing like you said like they probably should do like a, a remake and um, with slightly different storyline and you know all women not no, all like, women, but no, like, it will be definitely more hey, diverse, though. It's gonna I be you know, instead, it's, instead of 12 angry men, it's gonna be eight, it's gonna be eight happy women. <laughs> well, it couldn't be called 12. I would, I'd like to see it if it was like 12 people, some, like Ju- a couple it's of just called jewelry people, couple of people of color, <laughs> and just like if it were an all star cast, I think it would be such jewelry a good remake. You'll have, like, mm. Tiffany Haddish thrown in there. You'll have John Hamm. It'll be, like, the weirdest cast you've ever seen there. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you said John Hamm because he was one of the people on that list. <laughs> yeah, because literally, I said that. You know, the guy who was right in the corner, jury number no, 12. But... I was like, that's John Hamm. Literally, the guy. Literally, the guy with sales number 12. Yeah, I was like, that's John, John Hamm. <laughs> literally, that's the one he said. That's, no, that's yeah. literally uh, his Hamm. character in Mad Men as well. Yeah. I hate Mad Men, you know. I think it's so overrated. I get what you mean. Really? Like, I watched it because it was like meant to be like the best thing of all time. Well, that's what I'm kind of wanting to watch it for because it's like, it's. I think it got nominated for, I think it won every 
Emmy that it was nominated for. Oh, was, the was last the biggest, season. The biggest disappointment watching it. Like, I love Elizabeth Moss and Handmaids. Christina Hendricks is great. Cast is great, but it's just like, he's just horrible. He's a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> like, can you just have yeah. to hold for like 10 seasons or whatever? But yeah, my number one. <laughs> um, to be fair, I, I know it's going to win anyway. Dolls. No, um, oh. <laughs> definitely not. Um, but I know 12 Angry Men is going to win anyway. And I think it is going to win. Uh, but this is the film that I watched. I keep telling Aaron to watch after I watched it. It's my final Hitchcock film on the list. Ooh. It had to be number one. I watched it like again it's one of those films that was like when I made a list of stuff to watch this was really high on the list that I wanted to watch it's Dial M for Murder oh okay. and it's Grace Kelly again so basically the premise of this story is it's another murder one obviously it's what Hitchcock does best basically this guy finds out that his wife has been cheating on him so what he wants to do is employ this guy to go and kill her yeah, yeah. Uh, but then when stuff goes film, when kind of stuff goes wrong he then tries to frame her for a murder without ruining too much of the plot. Um, but like the I was watching it, it's it one of the films I can't remember for so long. I was engrossed from like start to finish. Like I was, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I was like, I watched it like just captivated by it. Like I said, it was first proper Grace Kelly film I watched, and I was like, she's amazing. And the storyline is amazing. The acting's amazing, and the way the the plot develops over the whole storyline is just phenomenal. I think it's my second favorite Hitchcock film now of all time. Like it's amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely rewatch this several times over my life. Like most films, like say Vertigo, I've watched it. I might not watch it again. Maybe yeah. if you, a long time down the line. But this is a film that I can see myself. It's got rewatchability on there. Uh, like I said, I absolutely adored it. I think it was a very, very good film. Um, so yeah, Dalem for Murder was my number one. Very nice. That completes it. That completes. Well, that's our final decade, guys. It's emotional. Wow. De- well, decade. <laughs> decade. But, but um, we'll now, it, now it's time to do the final top five. Top five. <laughs> so... I will cancel my Dalem for Murder out because that was just by myself. There was another one that got 10 points, which is in fifth place. Um, and that uh, was on how two many people's people lists. Okay, yeah. Um, that was Rear Window. Ooh. Rear Window was Ooh-rah. mine and Aaron's list. 12 points in fourth place is North by Northwest. Third place with 19 points. It's a Wonderful New? Life. Third place. Second really? place. What's second? It was on three people's list. Jared, Jamie, Aaron. It's Vertigo. Oh, 20 wow. points. I don't feel happy about that. <laughs> and, number one, <laughs> and number one, smashing every record in the books with 35 points. 
Oh yeah, it's twelve angry men. So what one guys? Twelve euro got thirty-five. It got literally. That's the highest effort, isn't it? It came and messed everything up. It, it was my number two, Jared and Aaron's number one, and it was your number like five. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mm, no. I'll keep it at number five. I can't. I can't put a book. Well, five, you can keep it at five. You know, it's won the decade anyway. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Aaron yeah, yeah. and Jared aren't going to argue that. Mm. No, I think I, I do love probably. it's a wonderful life though. Like I think it, I think it should be second. Mm, definitely. What, I so think you want to go twelve angry men, it's a wonderful life there ago. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. for like year for like like I say, like I've not seen a wonderful life. Years you, if you'd asked me like what my favourite film was prior to like nineteen seventy, I would have said it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean like I said, I preferred Rear window to Vertigo, but I can appreciate Vertigo for what it is. So, um, I haven't seen it. It's a wonderful life, but I know, like, literally, Wait, when, I, when I told somebody I was doing um, this list, or like, do you have Casablanca on now? I was like, no. Do you have It's a Wonderful Life? I was like, no. I was like, all right. By the way, how far away were It's a Wonderful Life and Vertigo? A point. One point. Aaron, switch <laughs> to <all> Angry <laughs> Men with It's a Wonderful Life, and then it will be dropped. No, like I said, we'll, we'll put it a second. So, like I said, it's a voting system for one, two, and three anyway. So I'm happy to swap it. I've never seen the film, but yeah. you two putting it so high on the list to me that means that it must be amazing. It must be deserved of a. I think like, it's, like it's, it's a third ago. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating this. I think it's the like the most feel good film of all time. It is like the yeah. best like. I don't know. Well, you two have sung its praises. So that's anything. Well, third ago was someone, on three. When you have someone. Lists. When you have someone as depressing as I am with films, and it's a wonderful life, I like you know it. it like it's, I feel like the most depressed people ever can still admit, can still mm. feel good from it's a wonderful life. Yeah, like I said Vertigo was fifth, fifth, third, so fifth, fifth, that's third. why it's quite high. Did Twelve Angry Men get the record then for the most points? Yes. Yeah. By the way, it even outscores when like, Niall's points as well. I think wow. yeah, is Niall got a list? No, I think should we just okay? This is really harsh. Remove his points. Remove all of his points from the previous lists. Mm. I think we should do that. That's because the yeah because the because it it makes it unfair that some films. But that's the thing. Does it completely change some of the top five or top three? Yeah, yeah. Like say for example, The Departed. I had it as number two, but he had it as number one. I won't put The Departed on there anyway. Yeah. I don't think it's a top three of the decade. I was saying maybe top ten. That means if you take it out, then what would go in there? Um, let's have a look. So obviously, Children of Men would then go second. I really yeah. like that film. That would have probably been on my list. Like I watched yeah. it after I watched it. It's amazing. Um, isn't it? The Prestige would have been third. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that. that. I'll take Prestige. I'll take that. I'd have to Wait, re- I'd have to... Is that two thousand. That was two thousand. Yeah, it's because I, I, I went to Dark Knight. Um, but Niall did have Dark Knight, so Dark Knight would only get um twenty. I'd probably two put points. Like Spirit but it'd still top it and win. So yeah. Um, but then it completely trashes. Um, it didn't have Inception, so it didn't affect that at all. So Inception still won, but he did have Wolf of Wall Street. I'm sure. Let's have a look. 
No, he didn't have Wolf Wall Street, so yeah, it doesn't I really affect. Uh, but he did have Get Out. But I think we swapped Get Out and Interstellar, so... Yeah. yeah. Did, he have, did he have Interstellar? He did. He did I think, yeah, now that would have had Interstellar. Yeah, so Interstellar would have made the playoffs, so it was out. Sorry, guys, Social Network's third. <laughs> hey, imagine having a film about that big shit in the top three films. We'll take it, I don't care. I'll uh, take it. I'll, we'll I take actually, it. I'm going to be honest, I did actually watch Social Network after we did this whole list and that. And you loved it? I love it. I thought it was a good film, like a really good film. Yeah. Love is a was like strong a, word. Would it you is, say it was like a 7, 8 or out of 10? Social Network is like... What was my number 10, Jamie? For what? My same In the decade of Social Network. 2010s? Yes. Jared's 2010s was Wolf of Wall Street. What, my number 10? Oh, your number 10, sorry. Your number 10 was... Grand Budapest Hotel. Ninth was Arrival. Eighth was Birdman. Seventh okay, was so Drive. Only, only ten it would have a chance against. I think it's an easier watch than Grand Looper Budapest. Sixth. Definitely better than Loop. <laughs> Definitely better than Loop. <laughs> I, I still don't think it would have made my top ten. Oh, honourable mentions at least. Social network still. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I gave it an honourable mention. Yeah. Social I mean, network. I, I, I can reschedule like... it with all out of his points. So Aaron Shop. It's yeah. literally like if like Talking Heads like did a full album or something like that. It's just like Fincher's so good at what he does. Why did he do a film about Facebook? Because it's amazing. It's so well. Because it's talking scripts. One of the best scripts of all time. The score's beautiful. It's a lie. It's a lie. He had a girlfriend. He had a long term girlfriend. What else has he done? It's about friendship and relationships. What else has he done? That Aaron Sorkin that everyone keeps talking about. Aaron Sorkin? Yeah. A few good men. Which you don't like either, Aaron. Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball. Incredible. He did the newsroom and. The yeah, wing, the TV show West Wing and Newsroom and Sports Night and Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. He seems like an absolute boycott, mate. One good oh, film. Oh, <laughs> and he, did, he, directed and wrote uh, he directed and wrote Molly's Game. Have you uh, seen that film? This dude's just got a gambling issue, hasn't he? Baseball, Facebook, and like, you know what I mean? Give him a boycott. But uh, we all agree in, so 12 Angry Men, it's a wonderful life to take a go. Absolutely. So well, what, what, are I, we doing next, what are we doing next week then? What, what is it? Well, this are is what you, I was going to do. Do I'm that gonna, after the end of the thing, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, conc- I'll conclude and next week we are going to reveal finally what's going to be the greatest movie of all time. Spoilers. There we go. Spoilers.